Hello and welcome to the next episode of The Podcast, a cannabis podcast for budding enthusiasts. As always, you're joined here by your boy, Heavy Days, here from the Upside Down Library. And as usual, we want to give a massive shout out to our incredible sponsors who help make the show happen. Seeds here now, your number one seed bank in the industry. A guarantee on satisfaction, not just germination, with all the hottest breeders and the latest drops. Why would you go anywhere else? If you finish a grow and you're not satisfied with the end product, hit them up. They'll make it right. They only stock the highest quality breeders. And I know they got some fire packs from your boy, Heavy Days there. Check them out before they're gone, guys. Massive shout out to Seeds here now, your number one stop for all your genetic needs. But in order to get your garden pumping on all cylinders and producing the best crop to date, you got to make sure your room's dialed in. To do that, check out our friends at Pulse Sensors number one sensors and integrated hubs in the game measuring all of the variables ppd vpd temperature humidity dew point all the extra variables you don't consciously track to help ensure your next crop is the best to date whether you're running a single tent a single room or a multi-state operation pulse sensors are the number one in the game and they've just recently released the pulse hub a central unit to integrate all of their monitors to make sure that your rooms are the best they can possibly be Massive thank you to Pulse Sensors. We appreciate you so much. Likewise, you've got to keep your garden pest and pathogen free. And to do that, you've got to check out our friends at Copit. These guys are the world leaders in sustainable biocontrol solutions for pests and disease. If you're battling spider mites, check out their new Spidex Vital Plus sachets. These are new Persimilis breeding sachets that release predator mites into your crop consistently over a period of several weeks, providing you with sustained spider mite control. Now you don't have to spread carrier material through your garden just to introduce predator mites. Just hang the sachets on your crop, let the Persimilis walk out and do the work for you. Trust me guys, you don't want to have to go up against a spider mite infestation without Spidex Vital Plus. These are truly the best predators in the game. I promise once you use it, you'll see the quality. You'll never go back. Massive shout out to Copet. Likewise, you got to check out our friends at Organics Alive. If you're growing organic and want to use high quality powdered organic fertilizers, you simply cannot go past Organics Alive. These guys truly walk the walk and talk the talk. They have been picking up cups left, right and centre with growers all around the country sweeping categories using their products. That is the ultimate testament, in my opinion, if home growers are winning competitions using their products. The proof is in the pudding, guys. No matter what stage of the plant cycle you're at, veg, transition, flower, in need of micronutrients or a very specific sort of boost in late flower, they've got it. You've got to check out Organics Alive, guys. Truly one of the best in the industry. We're super stoked to be working with them because we know how amazing their products are. Used in heaps of breeder gardens that we have on the show. Again, check them out. Organics Alive, massive thank you. Massive shout out for supporting the show. Finally, a massive shout out to the entire crew at Dynavap. These guys make some of the best vaporizers on the game. I'm really passionate about this one because they help me to get off combustion and smoking bongs. If you have any concerns about your respiratory health, or heck, if you just want to try a different mode of ingestion, maybe try to get a better flavor hit, you've got to check out the Dynavat. These guys' units are cheap, they're incredibly well designed, and most importantly, they're very customizable. You can take your vape game to the next level, getting insane terps, all while retaining the potency you'd expect of a combustion 
smoking or a bong. Truly, I was smoking bongs for over 10 years. I'm now vape only. Massive shout out to Dynabap. They're one of the best in the industry and we owe them a massive thank you. Shout out again, Dynabap. Massive thanks for supporting the show. Finally, a quick little mention to our Patreon gang, truly the lifeblood of the show. If you want to get early access to episodes, unheard and unreleased interviews, as well as going in the running to get amazing genetics each month and fortnight, come on, check out the Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash the podcast. We do live smoke with heavy sessions every fortnight and give away heaps of swag every month. Come check it out. We love you, the Patreon gang. Thank you so much. We are so appreciative. So on today's episode, we are stoked to welcome Blockhead of Blockhead Buds. This guy won our hottest breeder on the scene last year, and we decided to get him back to chat a bit more about what's been going on in his world, from upcoming collabs, predictions for the future, and a whole lot more. Without further delay, let's get into it. Alrighty, gang, how we all doing? We're back for another one. And on today, I want to give a big welcome to the winner of the hottest newcomer on the scene, 2020 to 2023, the creator of the Blockberry, Block Party, Halle Berry, so much more. A big welcome to Blockhead Buds for joining us today. Yo, what up, brother? Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on the show again. It's a pleasure to have you on. What are you smoking on today? Uh, that's funny that you asked that. <clears throat> Nothing yet. But what I'm going to be smoking on is this, um, it's earlier for me, so I usually try and time it, right? So it's only five here. Uh, but yeah, so what I'm going to be smoking on tonight is the, uh, it's uh, Blockberry Cross, or excuse me, it's the uh, Great Cream Cake 2.1 Cross with the Blueberry Frosting, but it's the number 11 phenol. And it's all, it's like candy gas, dude. It's fucking insane. So I posted it on my Instagram. It's on there. Um, and it's so fucking good, dude. It tastes exactly the way it smells. So I'll be smoking on that tonight, probably in the next uh, two hours or so, once the kids go down. Uh, beautiful. I love that. I love that. The evening smoke's always a pleasure. Is that grape cream cake the one from Bloom? Yeah. So it's grape cream, grape cream cake 2.1. And then um, I crossed that with that blueberry frosting. And I think that's what we talked about last time is I, I was trying to come up with like some candy gas. And so uh, my buddy Party Time Farm sent me the pollen. So I, I made a bunch of crosses with that. <clears throat> and then we just hunted a bunch of stuff with that. And so the Great Cream 2.1 Cross of the Blueberry Frosting number 11 is probably like the most, I would say, candy, but it has gas. And so it's like, yeah, it has that. Oh, oh it's OG Kush Breath, excuse me, OG Kush Breath 2.1. So yeah, so it has that like OG a little bit in there, but it's mostly it's mostly candy, but it has that gas to it too. So it's like the perfect combo. But yeah, so I'm going to be smoking on that for sure. It's, it's dank, dude. Can't wait to get you guys some over there in Australia, as a matter of fact. Oh, beautiful. That that sounds lovely. I'm sure it's an absolute killer. It's, it's cool that you touched on that point about the candy gas because in the episode where we did the Breeder Awards, we, we had a chat to Chris Compound and he sort of said that his prediction for the future is that the candy gas is here to stay. What's your thoughts on the uh, the future of strains and flavors? Where do you think we're heading? Well, I'll say this, that certain like gas strains that I've had, it's just like all gas or cush strains, certain strains that I'll have, some of them, like they smell just super dank, right? But then when you smoke them, 
they'll taste like an ashtray or something. You know what I mean? And I'm not, I'm not talking about <laughs> rosin or anything like that, but like I only smoke flour for the most part. And so for me, I'm like, all right. You know what I mean? It just, it doesn't, it doesn't taste great after the second or third hit. You're like, all right. Um, so I think the candy portion adds a little bit of sweetness or a little bit of flavor to it. That's like, you know, just, it, I don't know. It just kind of adds to the flavor. So yeah, I would say that candy gas might be the thing. Who knows what's going to happen? There's literally only so many combinations we can come up with though. Right. Mm. But like, yeah, I think the candy gas for sure is like a long-term, a long-term winner. Cause it, it takes away the, it, the, the, uh, from the gas portion, it's not just, you know, ashtray or whatever, whatever I'm thinking. Right. It adds <laughs> like a little bit of flavor to it. So yeah, for me, like candy gas is definitely the way to go. It hits all buckets, right. Especially for what people want. Yeah, certainly. And it feels like we're heading into this era where uh, potency is almost becoming a secondary factor, whereas it used to be a lot of the focus for many people. And these days, it's more about like getting that flavor right. And if the potency is lower, that's almost okay. Because, you know, like I want to hit it a few times for that flavor. Would you say you're sort of in agreement with that? I'm I'm glad you're talking about this because I'm a big beer guy. So I'm a big beer nerd, right? So I'm a craft beer nerd. And so some of my favorite breweries will have like these seven point per- percent something or others. And I'm like, I don't want that. I want these five point something or others, right? Because like I like to drink multiple beers and I like to smoke multiple joints. So I don't want to drink a triple IPA and get faded off two of them, right? And then be hurting the next day. And so, yes, I do agree with that. I like to smoke multiple joints. I don't want to take two rips or three rips and then be in some fucked up world where I'm like tripping out. You know what I mean? Like I like to smoke and I like to drink and I like to chill and I like to do it for a long time. I don't want to just do like, let me get as high as I want to get. It's like taking a shot of vodka or, or you know what I mean? Or enjoying a, a couple glasses of wine, right? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I can relate to you on the <laughs> wine one. <laughs> yeah. So like, I like to, I like to chill. I like to have fun. I like to drink and I like to keep it. I like to keep the party going. I don't want to black out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want to get you faded. I don't, you know, I want to have fun and I want to enjoy it. So yeah, I do agree with that. And I think that I was listening to this thing. Um, I don't know. I don't remember what it was on, but it was, uh, it's from Lumpy's flowers and they were talking, the, the guy from Lumpy's was talking about, you can always smoke more to get higher. Right. But you can't change the flavor. So he's like, I like to smoke things that have more flavor than I do to get what, what it, as opposed to things with higher THC. He's like, I could always smoke more and get higher, but if I'm not enjoying the shit that I'm smoking on, what's the point? I'm like, dude, bang on. So he just said that like exactly perfect. So, and I was like, of course, it's exactly what, like what I say about craft beers as well as weed. I want my uh, ABV and or THC to be lower so that I can drink more than one or two or three and not be fucked the next day. So yes. 100% agreed. Yeah, that that's awesome to hear that you're on that same page. And and I guess it does raise the question in terms of you see a lot of these um like products manifesting in various forms. It might be a spray, it might be like a humidity bag, but they're all about like terpene infusion. I wonder what effect do you think this is going to have on the market? Do you think it's going to help promote terpenes so that people can get like better access to flavored sort of stuff and like they're going to become more of the school of thought you're describing or do you think overall these sort of terpene modifying products are maybe just a a, a way to fix up a, a sort of inferior product so i think those are like artificial terpenes and i don't think they do much for the actual 
THC percent, right? They don't do anything really. So they're really just like, uh, from what I know of them, I don't, I don't have a ton of research on these things, but like, I just know that some people will spray like some booth batches with terpenes of whatever to make it like, Oh, it smells good. Right. But it's like booth. So I don't know. I, I honestly don't think that's a good way. Like terpenes added to, you know, some, some cartridges or something maybe makes sense, obviously. Yeah. Cause it gets like extracted, but like to add to flour. No, I don't think that's, the, I don't think that's the way it's not, it's not, I don't think that's the way at all. Yeah, like it's an interesting conundrum because like I tried to think about it a lot in like the really foundational elements and I thought, well, in a, in, a, in a sense, I would be happy for someone to smoke bud that's got more terps than less, so to speak. But I guess the problem is, is that it's not being done for that reason purely. It's been done to try to get like a higher ticket price, right? That's exactly right. So it's not, and, and so here's the thing, like whatever strain it is has its own natural terpene. So if you're adding terpenes to it, that means it doesn't already have terpenes. You're adding to it. So it's already, it's not, it's lacking terpene. So to me, you're just selling booth batches and you're trying to cover it up. It's like, uh, you know, you're spraying it with something. It's like spraying it with perfume. It's like, it doesn't smell that way. Right. It doesn't, it's not, it's not going to change. And I understand, I think what you're asking is just too, like there's that uh, entourage effect or whatever with Mm. terpenes, but I don't think it works if it's sprayed on versus their natural terpenes, you know what I mean? So yeah. I think more than anything, like what you just said, I think it's just adding a terpene to sell the bag to get a higher ticket. But I, I mean, I could be wrong, but I think that's the reason why people do it. To And like, no no disrespect to anybody that has boot batches, but like, if you're doing that, you're doing it for a reason, right? Like if it was dank, dude, and it smelled great, like why are you, why are you spraying it with terpenes? It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, no, I get what you mean, and I, I think I'd have to be on the same page about, like, I, I have my doubts about whether it would elicit the same entourage effect for sure. So, it it leads us to this interesting realm that really is quite undiscussed in cannabis, which is, like, this whole idea of, like, mixing. And I guess the simplest sort of way of um, discussing this topic would be, for the longest time, you know, tobacco has been mixed with cannabis, and... It's sort of yeah. phased out. Do, what's your thoughts on tobacco and cannabis out of curiosity? Um, that's a good one. I, I haven't done that in a long time. But when I was a kid, we used to – it enhances it essentially. So when I was a kid – this is uh, – I'm not going to name years. But like when I was a kid, uh, if I didn't have any weed, I had to like you know jump on somebody else's uh, party real quick. I'd get a little hit of like you know an ash bowl or something. Uh, and I didn't smoke cigarettes, I would take a hit of like a cigarette after that and it would enhance the effect, right? So it would get me, it would get me higher than I should have been essentially. So um, to add to that, yeah, you would get higher. Um, what my thoughts are on it is it, it's like, it's up to you. Like, I think that's big in, in Europe and like, um, it's not really huge here in the States that I know of, but like, it'll definitely get you high as fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so it, it depends on what you're into. Like I'm not into tobacco, so I don't, I don't, I don't personally like it. But I remember doing that as a kid because like I would take a puff off a off a cig and I'd be like, all right, now I'm faded. You know what I mean? Mm. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know uh, if it's good or bad or what. But like, it's just it's not for me. But like I understand why people do it. Like you get like it's it it's like a uh, enhancer, if you will. You know what I mean? To add the tobacco. So I get it, but it's just not for me because I don't like tobacco. Do you guys do wait? Do you guys do that a lot out there in in, uh, in uh, Australia, or do you guys mix it, or do you guys put it in blunts, or what? Oh yeah, very common in Australia. It's called spin. So oh, there you go. Yeah, because you'll fucking yeah, exactly. Because you'll 
you'll probably get the spins. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And if you, yeah, if you drink a couple bottles of whatever, a couple glasses of whatever, and then you take a, a joint with some buddies or even worse, a blunt, <laughs> yeah, you're going to be faded. You're <laughs> definitely going to get the spins. So yeah, for me, I don't, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm more of a purist guy, but what I like to do personally is like, I like to drink a couple beers and, and then smoke a joint. And like, that's like my perfect tie. It takes, uh, it's like a combo effect, but it's not, nothing is too much. Right. So like, I don't puke, I don't black out. I love, you know, all of a sudden I'm like, I'm stoked again on music. I'm like having good times. I can conversate still. It takes away like the social anxiety aspect of any weed. It kind of balances each other out. And that's just my perfect little cocktail, I, I guess, if you will. But yeah, to add the cigarette or the tobacco portion. Yeah. It, it's, I, I think it would definitely get you high as fuck. So there's that. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I, I wonder if we'll ever get to the point where we have like this crazy sort of mixing protocol down and it's like, you know, eventually everyone's smoking like amnesia haze bud with blue dream terps with, you know, tobacco, whatever. Uh, like, I wonder if we're going to distill it. <laughs> so, so here's what I would do that's different from the tobacco. So I would call it, this is, this is like me when I was younger, I would do salad tosses. So that's what I would call it. Cause I would basically take a little chip off of each bud and then I pack it in a bong and I'll just take a just gnarly, like yellow, thick, disgusting smoke. I'd just be faded. Like I was on acid or something. It was gnarly. So I used to do that when I was a kid, but the salad tosses got to the point when I was older, I was like, fuck, I don't like it, man. It's just like, I can't even differentiate what, you know what I mean? Like I'm too high. So it was like to the point where I was uncomfortable. I was like, this ain't that fun. So now I kind of stick with like, it's just like for me, like with the beer thing, I'm like, all right, I know what this thing does for me. I know what this thing does for me. And it's like, it's easier to gauge. I don't like to add all kinds of stuff. But like, I think as a, as a younger person, like you want to experiment with like how far you can go, what tastes like what, what does what to you. And so for me, like, I just wanted to get high as fuck when I was a kid. So I would literally just put like, you know, three or four freaking uh, strains. And, and back when I was a kid, we didn't have names. We didn't have strains, nothing. It was just like, here's the next batch. Right. So it, it was totally different. We didn't have Indica, Steva hybrid, nothing, no names. It was just dank or not. And so like I would keep, so I, I used to sell, uh, I would sell bud, but, uh, I'll keep like the, I'll go through each batch and I'll keep like a couple like favorite mugs from each batch, like that I thought were like the best looking ones. And I'll have this full fucking uh, Tupperware of all these different buds. So then, like when I would do those salad tosses, I'd just be like randomly picking like four or five from all these random fucking <laughs> strains. And who knew what they were? I don't know if they're sativas, indica dominates, hybrids, whatever. Like I didn't give a fuck either. I was like, just get faded. But yeah. So, anyways, um, <laughs> I'm going to whip whip that name out in front of all the homies with uh, no context. <laughs> yeah. Salad toss, boys. But yeah, and you could do like with the joint, same thing. Yeah. I love that. So, I think a lot of people would be familiar with having heard the word superboof or the word blockberry. Uh, I'd love I'd love to get an account now that we're doing a, a standalone episode. What's the backstory on the blockberry? How did it come to be? Well, it just came to be that I didn't want to pay $150 for seeds. So to be 100% honest with everybody out here, I didn't have any um, grand plans. I didn't want to do anything. I wasn't trying to be anybody. It was just me paying for these seeds that were so expensive to me. And like, I had always collected seeds for years, but I didn't know how to store them, right? So like, I used to sell weed when I was a kid all the way up till I was an adult. And like, I would save all these seeds 
And uh, it got to a point where I tried to start popping them, but they're all like dead essentially. So when I came back into the game, I was like, fuck, dude, these things are $15. Like we used, we used to throw these things out. Now they're charging us for them. So it was, it was mind boggling to me that they would charge us for seeds. And I was like, holy fuck. So I started buying these seed packs and I became somewhat of a seed junkie. I was trying to collect all these packs like Pokemon or something. And then I was like, fuck this. So the reason why that Blockberry came to be was because I was like, got a dope male here, dope female here. And that was it. There was literally nothing behind that. And so I was like, I'm just going to shake these two up. This one smells like blueberry muffins. This one smells like rotten tangerines. I'm like, it'll smell like some type of berry or something. Right. And that was like, that was my thing. And I was like, this one has great structure. This one has great structure. They both look dope. Boom. And so I just crossed them. And so, um, and I was like, I didn't want to waste anything either. So that was the other key thing. Since seeds were so expensive, I didn't even want to waste males. I was like, fuck dude, I gotta, I gotta make this thing prolong itself. So I just created that for myself. And so, um, then I sent the seeds, I sent some seeds to, to Jay cause he and I were buddies on Instagram and we trade seeds back and forth before, uh, way before anything else happened. So like I sent him a couple seeds and then he threw them in the back of his, I think it was his basement back then. And then, uh, and then he sent me pictures like, Holy fuck, bro, these things are blasting off. And then, so from there I was like, Holy shit. Like I got to pop these myself. And like I said, I think in our first, um, podcast i was like without him dude i, I probably i don't know i don't know if i would ever even pop these seeds so he sent me a bunch of pics and he was like damn dude this thing is cracking and so i was like fuck i need to pop these myself so i popped five seeds in a i had a uh, a shed so i popped in my little shed and like i got, i think i had like two or three males a mutant and like by default i got my fucking breeder cut <laughs> and i was like stoked and i thought it was a male because it was just blasting off it was like it was like the beast of the group and then, uh, yeah, so that's how it started, man. And then, and then mobile J or J he took his cut and then he started like marketing it and selling it in uh, Michigan and I'm in California. So he's it's like, you know, like we're half a country apart. Right. So he started doing his thing and then that started taking off and I was like, fuck dude, I gotta, I gotta see what's up with these things. So then that's when I started popping my seeds and that's when I found my cut. And then eventually at some point I got, um, both the cuts. He sent me that. Um, I had it grow next to mine and I just liked mine better. So I ended up keeping mine, but the super booth cut and everybody else's cut, everybody else that's pop seeds, the guy in Os, Os, uh, Os grown, like everybody finds winners in that, in that, in that, uh, in that cross. So, but yeah, that's how it started. Wow. What a, what a really interesting story. I have to ask a few specifics there. I mean, the first one is how would you describe the differences between the super booth cut that circulates from mobile J versus your keeper cut of what we call Blockberry? Yeah. Yeah. So his is, um, it's tighter node structure and it has, um, giant colas, right? Cause it has tighter node structure. So that's his and it doesn't go as purple and it doesn't stretch as much. So these are the key differences that I noticed because I ran them both multiple times back to back. And no matter what, like, I don't care which one anybody prefers. Like it doesn't matter to me. Right. I like it all the all the phenos are like my babies right like i don't i don't care which one you prefer um and then so mine the one that i chose it's basically it's a little bit lankier it it kind of it kind of uh took on more of the black cherry punch um structure from 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 the mom and it it got uh darker so like the other key thing is to me is like the the breeder cut it goes more purple it goes like magenta it's not even like purple it's like magenta 
And if you can control all these factors, like the whole thing will go magenta. Um, and then the super boof cut doesn't go all magenta. So the key difference is, is, is that the blackberry breeder cut will get a little bit lankier. It'll stretch a little bit harder. It won't have the giant two foot um, colas, but it'll have giant colas, but it won't be as um, tight. So the key differences as well from that, and that's part of the reason why I chose the breeder cut. And I didn't keep the super booth cut is because um, when you have giant colas that are really tightly stacked, it's harder to control with mold. So I've heard some people tell me that they're super booth cut molds. So it is what it is. And I don't know what they're doing. Right. So like everybody's, everybody's environment is different. So but they both yielded super high. They both freaking smelled pretty much exactly the same. I, I mean, I just, I love them both, dude. There's, there's no reason why like anybody wouldn't love them both unless they're like, you know, they, they can be very picky, but like they're both, they're both bangers, bro. Like they both test super high. Uh, apparently the super booth washes really well. The fucking blackberry washes well. Um, it just, it just comes down to personal preference really. But yeah. Those are the, the key differences are the um, the node spacing. So for for Instagram, I would say the super booth probably looks better in the sense of like you have these giant fucking two foot coals that are just stacked. You know what I mean? But then if you look at the breeder cut, it's purple or, or magenta and it's stacked, but it's not as like tightly node space. And it's just it's just a bigger, more vigorous plant. But like I said, man, it's it's really splitting hairs. And like I just so you know to for for everybody else to know as well i finally just popped all kinds of new um blackberry seeds all f1s right so i'm, I'm finally searching for fucking f2 dude so I'm, so finally there everybody's always like, oh when, when can i get some seeds so i just did that right now probably like a week ago so we're on to the f2s now i'm searching for this dope male uh i'll probably cross it to my breeder cut unless i find just some crazy female out of the uh out of the F1s, but most likely I'll, I'll, I'll do both. But uh, yeah, so there's going to be some F2s coming. Ah, that's really, really exciting. I mean, seeds for everybody. Yeah. So it's about time. I know everybody's talking shit. And to me, I was like, does anybody really want this shit? Like it's old in the sense that like, I think I created these things in, I don't even know when it's been years. Right. And I'm like, does anybody still give a fuck? But like people still hit me up. So I'm like, fuck. Might as well make them. So it's finally on to that. Yeah, nice. And is the goal to be able to like eventually line breed it to the point where like you can offer it as like a, a, a seed line that's like really consistent in the outcome or is it more just to take it to the F2 and not necessarily go like further? Oh, no. Yeah, I'm trying to definitely make it to where it's like my my key thing in, in all breeding projects is to make it so you don't have to pop 800 seeds to find a winner. Like can you find a fucking production strain within five or six seeds? Most likely not, but that's my goal. Like I want to make it to where like everybody can find a winner. Cause like you and I were just talking about before this podcast started one to two seeds is not going to give you an accurate representation as to what this line does. But what I want is like, if you pop, cause like I'm, I'm a small tent guy, right? So like I started there, I want every tent guy and girl, to be able to pop a couple seeds and find something that's dope. I don't want them to have to, like you shouldn't have to buy 30 packs or bulk to find a winner in my eyes. Right. So like I want it, I want it to be for the everyday person. And that's my goal. 
So what I'm looking for in F2s is I'm going to look for a fucking banger ass male that's like structurally pretty much the same, vigorous, um, if not the same as as my Blockberry or, or the Superboof, color, et cetera. Um, terpenes, obviously huge. Um, structure, obviously huge. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that. But I'm going to probably make multiples of them. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, most likely, I'm going to have multiple different um, phenotype crosses. But yeah. So the goal will be for me is to make sure that everybody has consistency in the sense that like, you're always going to find like four or five seeds. You're going to have, you're going to have a banger. You're not going to have to fucking hunt a thousand seeds to find that one gem. Yeah. Nice. I like that sentiment. And you, you sort of preempted my next question, which was, I noticed you put a post up the other day and you were sort of referencing that, uh, some of your best keepers like the Halle Berry and the, the Blockberry came from all our five seeds. Yep. So is that sort of the number you think is a good number? Like you should be able to find something from around five seeds. That's, that's not even a, that's not a, that's just for me, a personal goal. And like I said, if you are, if you're popping seeds in a tent and you're, cause let's be honest, the people that are usually buying the bulk of the seeds are people that are home growers. The home growers don't have a giant facility to grow fucking thousands of seeds and find this fucking winter and whittle them down. Like they don't have that. Like those are the people that are buying. I'm trying to, I'm trying to make it so like everybody who's buying my seeds finds something dope. And my point on that uh, post was that I found all those literally within five seeds because I don't have a, I don't have a giant space. I have a tiny little space in my garage, and then like I have other stuff too now. But like when I found those, I was just like small time home grower essentially, right? So like I want to make sure that everybody gets there's their money's worth. And like I just saw this post the other day. Some somebody popped a whole pack. He didn't get any any to even sprout. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? Like, so I couldn't even imagine that. Like, they didn't test their germates. Anyways, I'm not trying to bag on anybody, but like, I want to make sure a my shit pops and b like you get a fucking banger, at least a decent banger. You know what I mean? Like, mm. so anyways, that's my goal in breeding. I just want to make things better versus just hype on hype. But I will say this to my detriment. I have done a couple of <laughs> crosses recently and I don't know if they're going to be good or not. So I'm trying to test them beforehand, but um, yeah, but that, that's my goal, man. I want to make it so it's like every person out there buys a pack of seeds. They can get some at, at least decent. Does it have to be full on production strain production strain? I mean, does it yield three alike and does it have all these fucking, you know, boxes checked may or may not. Right. But like, will it yield fairly well? Will it have fucking turps? We'll have uh, power behind it. We'll have, uh, you know, the bag appeal, et cetera, et cetera. I'm trying to check as many boxes as I can for everybody. So, Yeah, nice. Well, look, before we move on, I'd love to quickly ask, you know, because you sort of touched on it just there. Tell us about some of the upcoming hype on hype. I'd love to know what you got in the future. Uh, yeah, so we did um, – I teamed up with Belief, uh, Dan from Belief. We did a Chimera 3 cross of Blockberry. Those are FEMS. But unfortunately, it didn't yield that many seeds. So um, we're trying that again. So right now, I, I sent him a bunch of clones and like he's going to try and do it because he just sent me the pollen. So the pollen didn't yield that, ma that many fems. And um, so we have enough to test, but I'm testing a couple of those right now. And then I sent him a bunch of packs to test as well. So we're doing that. So that's going to be a big one, hopefully, right? Um, and then I also sent him some clones. So we're going to make some, if, if it's viable, it's not a Herm Fest, it's, it's, it's a banger. We're, we'll send that out to the masses. So we've got that. Um, I did this thing with um, tsunami seeds where they did the animal tsunami. 
So I, I, I uh, cross out with blackberry again, didn't yield a shit ton of seeds. So I'm hunting those. Um, I did some uh, black uh, or excuse me, some cab junkie um, fam crosses. I did uh, GMO cross with root beer fam crosses. I did some S ones blackberry to blackberry. Um, the other one, it's a black cherry gelato cross with blackberry. I did a uh, baby Yoda cross with blackberry. So I've got a lot of these. I just got to hunt through them and then see if they're viable. Cause like the hard part is, is you can make all these crosses and it's really no way to test them all. Right. So like you have to send them out to testers, but the problem with testers is a lot of these people just go, they just go sunny. So they just throw them in their free. I don't know what they do with them, but they don't hit you back, man. Once they get the seeds, that's it. So for me, what I've learned is I'm like, I just got to hunt them myself. So whether or not certain ones of these will be available or not will be based on me basically hunting them myself, making sure they're not harm fest, really. And if they're good. So yeah, those, those are some of the, some of the hyper crosses, I guess. There's probably some more in there that I forgot, but those are the recent, that's like the recent lot. Yeah. Nice. That's cool. I mean, the, the Chimera has uh, certainly been making a lot of waves, so it, no, no surprises there. That one's probably going to be pretty popular. Shout out to my boy at uh, uh, at, at uh, tsunami as well, dude. That animal tsunami so far, like that shit looks amazing, dude. So that I think that one's gonna be like the one. But anyways, but yeah, the the, the Chimera ones also as well look great. But like, I think the animal tsunami one's gonna be like that's gonna be the that's gonna be the one. But we'll see. Still young. Nice, nice. Look, you mentioned making the Blockberry F2s. I'm going to use this as a sneaky spot to do a bit of shameless self-promotion here. Um, <laughs> you know, we, yeah. we've already discussed this, so hopefully it's nothing too surprising. But, um, you know, shout out to two dudes in Australia, Wizard of Oz and Ozgrown, who were the two guys who were like clued in enough to grab a pack of the Blockberry F1s off you um, a few years ago. And we're going to do some F2s and I'd love to get you some. But my question is, how yeah. how are you going to do the F2s? Are you planning on just doing a straight open pollination or do you want to try to whittle it down to maybe one select male and go from there? What's your plans? Yeah, so basically the way I do it is I it's it's just like anything else, right? So you're you're like um you're a breeder at some point, so you got to look for genetic traits that you're looking for or that you want or it depends on what you're looking for. So for me, I want to have consistency. So I want to have at least consistent, um, obviously growth patterns, uh, structure. It's hard to do terpene profiles with males. You can, you can kind of do them. Like some of them will reek obviously, and we can do like a stem rub, but it's, it's not guaranteed, but like you want to have like vigor, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And like some, some males will even turn color. So like, it depends on what you're looking for. So for me, what I'm personally looking for is I want to match something because essentially with f2s what i'm trying to do is lock down exact traits that match up right so to me the breeder cut is a fucking beast so i want to match that so i want to find something vigor for vigor structure to structure color to color terp to terp even though it's hard to do with the male and that's what i want to do so that's what i'm personally looking for um in terms of uh, your question in terms of open pollination um I, I, I won't do that personally, but like, if, if you just, yeah, I mean, if you just want to do that just to make some seeds for yourself, for sure, hundred percent, there's nothing wrong with it. You can still hunt through it. You could have thousands of seeds for free now, right? So you, now you got like that genetic as a backup. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell anybody not to do that, but for me to try and sell, so it's different, right? If you're trying to sell seeds, I'm trying to sell somebody the fact that they're going to get something very similar to what 
I have. And it, and it has to be consistent. So for me, like I have to be a little bit more um, rigorous in, in my, in my selections. Yeah, sure. That makes sense. And, and what sort of plants do you think would in general pair well with blockberry? Do you think like, oh, well, the blockberry's got like the, the flavor. So I pair it with potency. So uh, that's a good question. So I will say this. I, my only thing is, is I'm literally trying to take everything blockberry, switch out terps and flavor. Because the, that's the only thing that I think is missing in the sense that uh, not everybody likes citrus, right? So like somebody like, fuck, blockberry, that tastes like, fuck, whatever, tangy. So I'm like, I get it. Not everybody likes vanilla. Not everybody likes chocolate or strawberry, right? So like what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to swap out the terps. So I want to make a full fucking gnarly, heavy gas, just like earthy, burnt rubber vibe with the same structure, same yield, same look, right? I want to take a fucking papaya. I want to take an orange. I want to take a strawberry. I want to take the whole gamut that we have of hops, right? I want to take them all. Uh, lemon, uh, pine trees, pine, whatever. I want to take them all and just add it to the fucking blockberry structure. Because like to me, that's going to be a guaranteed banger for facilities. Because at this stage in our game, at least here in California, people are closing down left and right. And they need these unicorns, right? So they need these things to be able to yield like a monster. And they have to hit all these other boxes. The problem is, if you have all these other hype strains, a lot of them will hit a certain amount of boxes, but they don't hit them all. So I'm trying to make it to where like every single one of these are production strains. And like, that's my goal. So if it can hit different flavor profiles and different turp profiles, but keep the same structure and look like I did with like the super kush, right? That was a, a blackberry across the triangle kush. Dude, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a game changer. So like, uh, triangle kush was never like a giant stacking big it was more like satellite buds like some top knots right um but now mixing with a blockberry you get these fucking like like with super boof or or or, or my, whatever so super we get these giant colas now that are stacked they're fucking coated in crystals or you know trichomes and now they have kush terps it's like bang dude it's exactly what i wanted so things like that that's all i'm trying to do so I'm trying to, I'm basically trying to create flavors for everybody with the same structure and yield and color and bag appeal, et cetera, et cetera, so that everybody can fucking grow it. Everybody can be stoked on how much they yield because really it comes down to if it's yielding one and a half a light, nobody's going to grow that long term unless it's just for a head stash. Like it's nowadays, it just doesn't make any sense. Like the prices are too low. So like you need to literally come as close to three light or more as possible so that's my goal i want to make it so every tent grower as well as every facility is like bang on dude let me just change out these fucking turps right because not everybody's gonna like whatever so that's the goal i love it and i, I love that you drop the the tk in the mix there because uh, i know that you've done some breeding old school dude i had to so first first question is what's your favorite og Oh, fuck, dude. I like the Skywalker OG for some fucking reason, dude. I always go back to that one. I don't know if you guys have ever had that out there, but it's just like, that's my go-to. Skywalker OG. That's cool. Well, the reason why I ask is because, and it's, again, good you mentioned the TK. I noticed you'd done some breeding with the TK BX1 male. Tell us a bit about that. Who'd that one come from? Was it Jungle Boys? 
No, Sea Junkie. So Sea Junkie, um, that was like one of the first C packs I ever bought. I think it, I think the first two C packs I ever bought, like bought bought, when I tried to do this thing, um, was Pony Seeds, and it was like Papaya OG, and it was Sea uh, Junkie Triangle Kush BX One, and so those things had sat the longest in the fridge, right? So um, those are the ones that I was like, oh, I'm just gonna throw in some dirt, see how it goes. And then it was outdoor and I was like, they got eaten alive by a fucking bug. And it was boof because it's, you know, outdoor, whatever. So those are the ones that I started with. Um, and then uh, my dog, <laughs> she actually, she actually, I had a bunch of the, uh, the sea junkie uh, triangle kush out there and she fucking ate them all. She fucking like ravaged them. And so uh, I think I only had like three seeds left. And I, so towards the end, so I, I can't lie and say that I had a full, you know, uh, pack or multiple packs that I got to hunt a male to do this cross with. I literally was stuck with like, well, I got this male. So I'm not trying to lie to anybody like, Ooh, who this? so I literally had this last male and I was like, fuck dude, I, I got to use it. Cause it was my, it was like my last three seeds. So thanks to my dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my dog getting the homework. Right. So, uh, yeah, dude, that bitch. So uh, I so I had to use that one, and um, turns out it wasn't a bad mail. Like I like it. It was just a little bit. It was a little bit too TK for me in the sense that like um, if you grew TK, a lot of it sometimes it grows kind of lanky and like satellite buds. So like I will have um, some pinos for each one of those crosses that are traditional TK, which is not a bad thing. But like I personally would have wanted a little something different, a little bit more variance. But yeah, so. No, that's interesting to hear the backstory. And part of the reason I bring it up is I see you did some crosses with the soap and the emergency. And, you know, you you mentioned JBZ. Tell us a bit about those crosses and the mothers. Did you like them? The soap is fucking insane. So the only problem with the soap is that uh, I've got barely any seeds. And, I've, and, and like, I, I sold some to some seed... Um, some seed banks, but like, I didn't have that many seeds, but I pop some myself and the fucking terps are amazing. Dude. Like they're so fucking good. All gas, obviously. Right. Um, so I love that one, but like, it's not a huge yielder. It, it's, it's, it's on the triangle Kush vibe. Right. So it's not a huge, it's not, it's not a production strain from, from what I've hunted. Right. But I only hunted like, you know, 10 seeds or something. So it's for me, when I hunt the seeds, I'm just trying to do proof of concept because I don't have the room. So I'm trying. I'm trying to do proof of concept. Make sure they're not herms. Make sure I don't have a fucking bunch of mutants. Make sure that the um, germination rate is, is right. Um, but anyways, that soap one though, dude, for personal smokes, fucking gas, bro. Like it's banging, um, and it's beautiful, bro. But it doesn't. I don't think it washes well either. So if people are trying to get it for washers, like it's oily as fuck. Like you touch it, it's so greasy. Like, but for me, like I only smoke flour, so I'm like it's fucking dank, dude. It's like, you know what I mean? It's like it's hard to roll a joint because it's so fucking greasy. <laughs> So for me, it's like perfect. Um, what was the other one you asked about? The uh, emergency? emergency, yeah, yeah. So I've had a, uh, I haven't popped any of those myself. I had a bunch of testers, and the emergency is supposed to be fucking fire. But like, the only people that I've talked to that have had it, that have made it, that have pulled it out and they like showed me, it's 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 like it has orange turps. <laughs> like, I know a lot of people that are trying to do the TK crosses aren't down for the orange turps, but there are the underliers that aren't orange turps as, and, and same with the emergencies. Like there are some that are not orange turps. They're fucking gas. So there are those underliers, 
But the emergency that I crossed it with is such a beast, dude. It was a fucking giant, just monstrosity, just super vigorous, heavy yields, beautiful plant. Um, so if you don't hate orange turks and you're willing to risk it, dude, that's a that's a big one for sure. Ah, cool. No, that's good insight. And I mean, you know, while we're on the topic of JBZ, there's been a lot of, uh, you know, sort of ripples in the industry regarding JBZ and then also, you know, given the whole thing with cookies, do you do you take any sides in that one? Do you do you see much of that whole thing going down? Uh, I don't know anything about the um, the personal stuff. I just know that there were like on our side over here in the on the states, it was like it wasn't necessarily a cookies thing; it was a uh, glass house thing. So like when he partnered with Glass House, like everybody chose sides and they lost their shit because the guy from Glass House, mm. um, it's like a big big deal out here like the guy was a uh, it was an ex-cop and whatever yeah kyle kazan yeah a lot of people lost their shit on that one so i think that one's more so like with the cookie stuff like i don't know man i assume that burner is probably pretty shady dude because like a lot of people talk about it and like no disrespect to anybody but like you, i assume that like you have to have your lawyers involved before you do anything with that guy because i don't think he plays by like you know the same set of rules i think he changes the the rules of the game as he goes and i don't know what their situation is so i don't know how to comment on it but like based on from an outsider's perspective like based on what i've seen like he seems to change the rules as he goes and that's just i don't know it's, it's par for the course man I, I'll, I'll tell you this dude the unfortunate part of this whole industry is that there are a lot of people that you can and cannot trust, but you don't know until you go down the road with them. And so it's kind of fucked. It's, it's kind of like, you hunting for, for partners in all honesty. <laughs> so it's, it's hard, man. It's like, what do you do? Like this person has seemed legit. Da, 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 and then at the end of the game, at the end of the day, like they could screw you over. Like you don't know. So, um, yeah, I honestly don't know what their situation is behind the behind closed doors, so I couldn't really comment. But I would say the the more important or the more, I guess, um, controversial was the glass house combo, or and then and then and then supposedly like that thing fizzled. So I don't I don't know what happened, but um, yeah, I don't know, man. That's between all them, right? Like I don't I don't really have an opinion. I'm just outsider, just like. You know, I like to hear everybody's side before I, I, I choose, right? But I didn't hear everybody's side. So, from Jay's busy standpoint, sounds like he got fucked over, but I didn't hear everybody else's side. So, I don't know. Yeah. While we're on the topic of the industry, I was, uh, you know, doing some research for this episode as I generally do. And when I was Googling around, I feel like I got the strong impression that Blockberry has got to be one of the most sold clones on the market, like in terms of like, everyone's offering blockberry as a cutting for sale how does that how does that play into what you're doing do you do you find that like that's humbling that's awesome or how does it um interplay with your operation and how do you feel about it oh it's amazing so for me my goal is not to just make a shit ton of money and and fuck people over like my initial goal like i said was just to make more seed for myself so my impression to answer your question is if that's the most sold clone like that's fucking awesome because all i really want to do with this whole strain is like share it with everybody man like i want to be known to supply something or or or, or known to uh uh add to the scene like i don't want to be a fucking just a money grubbing 
give me money. I can't see, man. Like, who dreamed? Fucking whatever. NL5, whatever it is. Like, I just want to be here. This is awesome. I want the world to have it, right? Um, not to say that I don't charge for it, right? If you ask me, I'm going to charge you for it because I only have so many. But, like, to me, like, yeah, dude, that's fucking awesome, man. Like, I've, I've never heard this stat. So, um, that's great, man. I, I love it. Yeah, look, I mean, it's it's honestly just uh, observation. I, I could be wrong, but it, it seems like it's extremely popular. And I mean, on that same note, I'd love to ask you, I saw a few companies, they were getting like really top dollar for, for uh, you know, they label it as super booth, super booth, but obviously it's BlockBerry. But I, I found one notable instance where there was a company, it looked like it was high quality. They were selling uh, a quarter of smalls for $75 and I thought that's actually really good like that's surprisingly <laughs> yeah, good. That good how, how yeah. does that impact your your whole um, dynamic Do you, are you stoked that like you know it's able to command that sort of price yeah and, and the crazy part is is that it's been years since this came out so like certain people are like I'm tired of it right but other people still haven't caught on to it so that's the thing it's literally been an underground slow roller slow player the whole time so it's just been building and building and building. And so it's a fucking amazing that it's still even in the conversation to me. And then to add to that, if it commands anything, like that's amazing, right? Because like how many people go through so many hype strains or on to the next, on to the next, on to the next. And this was never a hype strain. This is some random dude in fucking California that everybody thinks is in Michigan. You know what I'm saying? So like to me, that's fucking awesome. To me, the fact that anybody is even talking about it anymore is amazing so i'm super stoked and like like i said man my only thing is i want this shit to go out to the world like i want everybody to have it it's a fucking it's a it's a production strain right like you could literally like let me just tell you something dude so side note side note um i partnered with this company called zen leaf and uh they're they're legal here in california and like they flat out told me like dude it's a fucking unicorn it hits numbers. It hits fucking weight. It hits all these things, right? So it hits all these 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 uh, these these uh, metrics that they that they account for. And then they're like, dude, it adds however much. I'm not going to say that however much, but it adds however much to our bottom end every month. It's fucking insane. So it brings people back from the brink. I'm like that's huge to me. I'm like, dude, it's so humbling to hear that. Like that's fucking amazing. Like, dude, trust me, bro. It's a fucking unicorn. Whether or not you like the you know the, the the terps are one thing right so that's why i'm still trying to look for the other terps but uh yeah man it's very humbling so to hear that it still commands anything because it's been around to me for so long i think it was 2019 when i made that so what's it four years yeah it's fucking amazing so yeah i love it that's awesome that's awesome and um I wanted to ask, you know, I, I had seen in your stories, it, it, it came across to me like there might have been at some point at least a little bit of friction between you and Mobile J. And I wanted to just ask, are we reclaiming the name? Are we trying to get rid of the Superbooth title and just get it Blockberry once and for all? Or are we happy to let the Superbooth slide? Oh, no, it was, it was always Blockberry was the strain name. He changed his um, to, to Superbooth. And I, we talked about that in the first uh, podcast. And it's like... To me, that's just the cut. But it's never been the strain name. So, like, I'm not trying to regain anything in the sense of that. It's just that's the that's his specific cut is the Blockberry, or excuse me, the Supermove cut of Blockberry. So, for me, I, I'm just, like, asserting myself in the sense that, like, it was never, the strain was never Supermove. It was always Blockberry. Like, we never, I never changed that. 
he changed it to super booth. It's kind of like a little fucker. You know, it's like, it's like my little brother, right? He's like, fuck you. Like we're just talking shit to each other, um, which is fine. But yeah, so the name itself, it, it's always going to be Blockberry and there's, there's no, there's no talk about that. The cut itself, you can call it whatever you want. So super booth cut or Blockberry, it's game. So good on him and not, I don't, but yeah, the, the strain name is never going to change. It's Blockberry. It's not, it's, it's never been super booth and never will be. That's awesome. That's awesome to hear. Okay. Um, so I wanted to ask what line that you've created are you most excited to work with next? Uh, so just uh, what we were just talking about. So I just did, here's something. I just did these. Um, so I just did these blackberry cross with uh, blueberry frosting and like what we were just talking about. This is all kind of these, it, it all kind of melds together. So like I'm trying to find those blueberry turps now. So initially when I had the black cherry punch, the mom I had was full blueberry bread. It was amazing. It smelled like when it was on the vine, it smelled like fucking artificial blueberries. And then when it cured, it smelled like fucking blueberry bread. It was so fucking good. But the problem was it didn't get you that high. It was kind of low in the THC. It was like, it was like, it was like a quick high and it kind of went away. Um, so I'm just trying to get back to those blueberry turps. So I just did the blueberry frosting cross to the blackberry. I'm, I'm hunting those right now. Um, so I'm hoping for that. Hope, hopefully I find something that has the, the THC percentage as well as all the other uh, attributes of the original blackberry, and then with the different turps. So that's one that I'm very excited about. The other one I'm excited about is obviously that Chimera. The Chimera has a shit ton of fucking hype behind it. He just did a... Uh, uh, he just did a, uh, whatever it's called, a uh, yeah, fucking blanket. <laughs> oh, he, he just did a collab with Sea Junkie, right? So he's got his, uh, his, uh, his Sea Junkie collab. It was like permanent Chimera or something like that. So that's so we're going to be riding on that heel, right? So hopefully those things turn out well. And then hopefully this one turns out well, the uh, Blockberry with the Chimera. So that's another big one that I'm hyped about. But like, I would say after all said and done, like what I've, what I've grown out and I've crossed, it's going to be the blueberry cross, of, or excuse me, the blackberry cross of blueberry frosting. It's going to be probably my number one. And then the number two will be the uh, blackberry cross with the uh, animal tsunami. Shout out to uh, tsunami seeds, dude. Like, I think that one's going to be a banger. And they already are looking fucking insane. So like uh, everything that I've known about the animal tsunami, it's a fucking heavy, indica heavy, fucking gassy, it has a little sweet tone to it too. So like if we can get that heavy, sweet, gassy note with uh, the blackberry structure just to add a little bit of weight to it, it'll be a fucking fire banger, dude. So that those are probably the two most that I'm excited about. Yeah, nice. That that sounds awesome. Tell me a little bit about the Halle Berry and the block party, because I feel like I you know, the general public may be not so aware. Yes. So the Halle Berry, <clears throat> that thing hasn't had its time to shine yet. So the Halle Berry is a cross between ice cream cake and blackberry, right? And I only made like 12 or 15 seeds or something ridiculous. <clears throat> um, it was a, it was a reversal that didn't take that well. So, uh, <laughs> out of like five seeds, I got my fucking banger. So that's the Halle Berry number three. Um, and that's what everybody has. So the Halle Berry number three is a fucking beast, dude. It's insane. It's more vigorous than the Blackberry Breeder Cut, which is more vigorous than the, than the Super Boot Cut. It's the most vigorous plant I've ever had and or made. Um, it's a fucking giant Christmas tree, right? It blasts off. So if you have if you have um, triplets or, or double stacks, it's probably not good for that. Um, 
But if you have no headroom issues, like it's a, it's, it's, it's a fucking beast. Uh, it goes full dark purple throughout without any, um, uh, environmental, um, attributes whatsoever. So it just does it genetically. Right. And then it just is fucking super coated in trichomes and it has a cream saver turp. So it tastes like, uh, like it has a vanilla it's from the ice cream cake. It has the vanilla back, but on the, on the front side, it has like the blackberry front. So it's like uh not full tangy, but it has like an earthy kind of citrus vibe with a vanilla finish. And it's fucking so good, bro. It's like tasting a, a, a cream saver. And then, um, yield super heavy. And in the bag, it looks fucking crazy. It's straight up. It almost looks black and it throws these giant donks, like fucking baby arm donks. It's just huge, heavy fucking colas. It's amazing. Uh, that one just won in the Zolympics in Michigan for, I think it was like, I don't know, it was first or second place for best turfs and best bag appeal. So it was in, it was in the top two for each one of those categories. Uh, and that was grown out by ghost budsters in Michigan. I gave that to him a long time ago. And uh side note on that, he, uh, I don't know if I should be telling people, but it's too late. So he, <laughs> he has the, um, so Ghostbusters took my blockberry, my breeder cut. That's Raekwon from Wu-Tang Clan. That's his signature strain. That's my blockberry. Uh, the uh, Halle Berry is uh, Matt Barnes. He's like a basketball player, ex-basketball player. That's his signature strain. They're all from Michigan, apparently. And then Royce to five nine has my block party as his signature strain. He's he's a he's a rapper. Um, but anyway, so 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 that's the Halle Berry. So that thing just started getting going. Um, that company that I talked to you about earlier that I started with uh, a partnership with with Zenleaf here in San Diego. They are finally building out some moms. They just they just did a couple runs just real quick to see if it would be viable for their system, right? So. It is. And so now they're building out the mom block. So we're going to have um, a ton of Instagram footage here, probably in the next three, four months of it. And like people will really get to see, cause like for me, I'm just, you know, I don't have the facilities and the uh, space to do like giant grows. So I can only do a couple plants at a time, but we'll be able to see soon, like what it actually looks like on a production scale. So it's, it's, it's bonkers. So that's the, that's the Halle Berry. And then the block party was super sherb which is uh, it was a freebie from in-house genetics and it was uh, uh, sunset sherb cross with GMO. And it might be backwards. I'm not sure which one went first. I think it was sunset sherb cross with GMO and it was a freebie. So I popped a, however, I think I got like six or seven seeds of that as a freebie. Um, I found this one that was just like, it was gassy, but it was like blueberry uh, turps. And it was, it was, it was so good. Um, so I used that one for, for the mom. And then some of them were like GMO. They're kind of like ugly, long, giant fucking colas. It just like didn't really smell great. Didn't really taste great. Um, so I used that mom. And then I'd, same thing, dude. I, I think I did like a uh, maybe 30 or 40 seeds off of it. And so I only popped however many. But that's the block party. So the block party, uh, it's awesome. But here's the thing, dude. From what I've heard, the... I've never had this problem, but the people that I've, that I've sold clones to, like if it, if it has wet pots consistently, it won't grow giant donks. I've only had these baseball, uh, bat donks, like giant fucking heavy ass donks. But like people have told me like, Oh, it's not growing. Like they'll have these tiny little frosty buds. And like, cause they have these super wet pots. 
but um that one's super nice dude people love it or hate it it's kind of the same thing it has like a it's it's all gas it has a slight lemon i would say finish to it but uh yeah that one's also awesome so block party to me is awesome but like if you don't grow it right it's not it's not it's not going to be it's not going to be great so the holly berry is kind of like the blockberry in the sense that like you could do whatever the hell you want to it it's still going to be great you know what i mean yeah wow that's that's really cool i I just want to quickly pivot for a second back to something you mentioned earlier where you were talking about um you know some of the high profile rappers and former nba players having signature strains what what do you mean by signature strain like as in like that's the one they're repping and as a follow-up do you think that this sort of um collabing between big name people outside of the cannabis industry like what we've seen already um do you think that's something that's going to continue I don't really know, to be honest, but I, I know what they do. They basically come to big growers and big facilities because they're doing business ventures, right? They're not growers. They're not anything but marketing, really. So they're just trying to look for strains that they like, and then they just want to attach their name to it. So like, boom, it's this. And then like, you know, it's Wu-Tang's whatever, you know what I mean? So um, I don't know how to answer your question in the sense of like, I don't know if it's going to be a continued thing, but I think it would be because there's always been like let's go back a little bit like the cookies thing like cookies they don't grow their weed like they find local um growers in whatever area to where their dispensaries are at and then they give them the strains and they grow them and they buy them back for like a certain price it's negotiated so it's a little bit behind the scenes info but um same kind of vibe you know what i mean it's just somebody just basically i mean no offense to anybody but it's like somebody just changing the name you know what i mean adding their adding their label to it um and that's kind of the way it works with them but uh, I don't know if it's going to be a long-term thing or not. I don't know. If, I don't know if they continue to do it after a while or what. But as you probably know, the weed game has a lot to do with hype, right? So if you have a big-time whoever, you know, saying, "Hey, this is my this is my clothing line. This is my food line. This is my whatever line, weed line." Like people are probably more apt to go get it because like they have a bigger reach than a normal everyday person. You know what I mean? So. I think it'll still probably go. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and no, it makes sense, right? It's like as the industry is moving forward, I'm interested in the ways in which sort of, you know, we're going to further roll out and become more mainstream to the point where eventually, you know, I'm sure most NBA players will have, you know, signature strains. <laughs> yeah. UFC, there's UFC fighters. There's a, there's a guy in Arizona that has a whole brand. He does. He actually does it from soup to nuts. Like that guy's badass, dude. Shout out to George Roop. Uh, this guy does everything, right? So like, and he's an old UFC fighter, but he doesn't, he doesn't just uh, buy people shit. Like he grows it, you know, hunts it, et cetera. Like he's badass. I think it's a halo cannabis out in Arizona, but yeah, shout out to him. But yeah, there are people that do it from soup to nuts and there are other people that just buy it from whoever's growing it and they just put it in their bag. You know what I mean? So there's, there's all kinds of variations. Sure. And when you were talking about the block party genetics having the super sherb in it, you you mentioned in-house as, you know, the creator of that one. And I, I was going to ask you anyway, have you um, had any contact from like in-house or Oni, you know, like have they reached out and been like, oh, you know, it's cool to see what you've done? Yeah. So in-house, uh, I've talked to them multiple times. Um, we've talked about some uh, collabs. And then Oni, I've talked to Nick from Oni, and I've also talked to Harry Palms from Now Bloom. So yeah, they're all they're all cool with it, man. I've I've sent them seeds or offered to send them seeds. 
um, and or genetics. They're all the same boat, man. It's like, it's like offering wine to a person that makes wine. They're like, cool. Like they don't want, you know, <laughs> they're like, like my own shit. So like, the, the, but they're all cool with it. Like they're, you know, and same with me, like anybody that buys my seeds, pop them, make your own strains. I don't give a fuck. Like you bought this, they're your seeds. You know what I mean? Like go for it. Like, I don't own that shit. Like I sold it. It's yours now. So go ahead. Like I don't take, so it's the same kind of vibe. And those guys have also given me that same vibe to like cool blessings. Like maybe we'll do something in the future kind of vibe. You know what I mean? So every single one of those dudes I reached out to and talked to, asked them for blessings and, or told them like, Hey, doing this, do you want some of that? Like they're all cool with it. So yeah, every single one of those guys has been cool as fuck for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. From my interactions with those guys you mentioned, they've all been really cool. Um, I guess I wanted to ask as sort of a follow-up, but maybe it should have been a preamble to it all. You know, when, when you made the, the Blockberry, um, w- were you aware that when you were grabbing, for example, the Tropicana cookies is the one that stands out to me more so, that like this was a strain that was going to really pave the way and become like this super fire strain? Or was it totally sort of just coincidence that you happened to have these two strains that like, you know, went on to be reasonably popular? It was absolutely the opposite. So when I was doing it, everybody was on the tail end of Trop Cookies because uh, it was already at the F2s. A lot of people had already done the F1s. They're like, oh, I'm at the end of my da 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 And they had their own specific cut. A lot of people had the Mountain Trop cut or whatever it was. Um, so people were already anti-Trop uh, Cookies. And then same with the, anything punch. So this, it, the funny thing is, is is that everybody hated everything punch related and everybody hated fucking cookies or trop cookies related. So it was a mind fuck for me that anybody wanted my shit because literally here in the States, everybody was anti-punch crosses because everything was purple punch, purple punch, purple punch cross, right? And they're like, fuck purple punch crosses. It's all bullshit. Doesn't do this, doesn't do that. Everybody's like, fuck trop cookies, fuck cookies in general. And so I was, I was blown away that anybody like still like i'll tell people and they're like you could see them like you'd see their brains like hmm, i don't know about this cross so, and that's the funny thing right so that just goes to show you that like people and i do it myself people will look at a cross like no i'm not doing that that looks like shit like there's no way like i don't want those two crosses but guess what it may be a fucking banger right you just don't know and you don't know their phenotypes that they're working with etc so um yeah it was it was it was mind-blowing that anybody even wanted any of this shit and and to be honest if it wasn't for jay let's go back to him if it wasn't for him popping the seeds and selling the fucking the shit out of this these clones and growing it to perfection people would have never wanted this shit at all so it, based on the cross alone they would have been like i'm good so yeah it was it was it was a mind fuck that anybody wanted to fuck with it yeah, sure, sure. And look, you know, you sort of touched on to something which I've been harping on for a long time, which is that, like, I think the most interesting part about plants is not when you get, like, say, um, you know, let's let's say that you were looking for, you know, GMO cross sherb, not when you get just purely GMO smell on the sherb body, but when you get a little extra out of it, you know, something a little unexpected. Because as you said, sometimes people look at stuff on paper and they're like, oh, not into it, but it's the unexpected that comes out of it that can often be the most interesting. Yes, and I've done that a few times in the sense of like, I'm trying to also disseminate what's going to be good, right? So, like, people are like, oh, this one to this one. But, like, 
everybody's trying to do that when they see the cross, right? They're like, oh, this has got to be a banger because this, this cross with that and they're both bangers. That's not always the case. So, but I try to do the same thing. I'm not, I'm not immune to this shit. So like when I saw that tiger cake from fucking compound, I was like, that shit looks dank to me, dude. Like, I think it was like layer cake cross with uh, menthol or something. And, and, and it was like, to me, I don't know, for whatever reason, nobody, nobody took to that. Like I was like, dude, that shit looks fucking dope. And I grabbed it and popped it. And it's, it's amazing. But everybody's different in what they're looking for. So um, it's hard not to fall into that trap because you're trying to figure out like, because you're not going to see everybody has, let's say a, a line that they drop. Right. And then there's, let's say there's 10 breeders. They all drop a line. The line will have at least 10. So that's like a hundred. Right. So that's like a hundred strange. Like, fuck dude, like, how do I figure out which ones to buy? So you have to look at it and be like, Oh, that thing looks like, yeah, that'll be like good with that. But you don't get to see them all. Right. You don't get to see what they all look like and finish flower, et cetera. And, and that's the other key thing. A lot of readers, just so you know, like, Take a look at this. You'll never, well, most likely you won't see finished flower hardly ever. They won't show you that. Why is that? I don't know. But like, they'll show you what it looks like on a plant. They'll show you this fucking giant donk, et cetera, right? So it's hard to, to wade through all the options to figure out what, you know, because you got to spend your money on something, but you got to figure out which one you think is going to be the best. But uh, it's not easy, man. So it's hard to, it's hard to, it's hard to differentiate between all the different dope breeders, especially like the legacy guys, you know what I mean? Like you fall through your own little rabbit holes and it's just hard to figure out like what's going to be dope. But like a lot of the times you really don't know, even if it's like banger to banger, it could be shit. You just never know. Yeah, completely, completely. I, uh, I don't know where to slot this one in. So we're going to do it right here. Would you ever do Blockberry S1s? I already did Blockberry S1s. Yes, I, I did them. And they, they, here's the problem. Did they go out to the public? <laughs> no. Okay. I was about to say, did I do such a bad job researching that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I have them. So here's the problem with Blackberry <clears throat> for, for at least my cut. Every time I reverse it, it'll throw like a shit ton of, uh, of, uh, male, male sacks and, and whatnot, but they don't dump. So. And that's the problem. So for me, like when, when we talk about, let's go back for a second, right? When I did the, the super sure, you know, created the, uh, the block party. And when I did the Halle Berry cross ice cream cake, all, all those things. And I said, like, I only got 10 seeds, 20 seeds, 30 seeds. It's because the blockberry, my personal cut, it'll reverse fine, but it doesn't throw a shit ton of pollen. And that's the problem. So I'll, I, I mean, for the S1s, I probably have like, I don't know, 30 to 50 seeds. So it's, it's I'm not going to sell them. Like, what am I going to, you know, what am I going to get out of that? It doesn't make sense. I'll just keep them. But I do have them. And uh, I think the better option for the Blockberry is to, um, I don't know if, the, I don't know if the fins are ever going to be great for at least my cut. So that's why I'm trying to do these F2s now. It, it receives regular pollen really well and it shoots out thousands of seeds. So um on that note that blockberry cross of blueberry frosting that'll be coming out soon i'm going to be doing these uh blockberry f2s probably at the same time and some other stuff too so i'm going to probably be doing all kinds of stuff at that point but uh, most of them will, well pretty much all of them will be regular seeds because like i said it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't uh reverse well yeah that's that's really interesting to hear definitely reversal is something we've discussed on the show being very like um not just strain to strain, but cutting to cutting specific. And so while we're on that topic, I'd love to quickly ask, 
do you have any preference regular versus feminized breeding I personally like regulars um, because it's it's much more viable. It lasts longer, the pollen itself as well. So, like, for instance, I had some pretty fresh pollen. Um, didn't make that many seeds of some reversal. And then I had some old-ass blueberry frosting, right? I had a little bit left, and it created thousands of seeds. It's just much more viable, right? It lasts longer. You can store it longer. Um, you get better. To me, it, you know, more healthy seeds, not as many herms. Um, the the reversals are great for people that want to you know, obviously guarantee that they're going to eat females. But the the issue is also what I don't think a lot of people take into into consideration is this: even though you may get all females, you're also going to get mutants, and you're also going to get uh, herms. So you're going to have to cull those as well. So let's say you have a ten pack. Boom, you got this many mutants, this many herms. You left with three or four females. So to me, I'd rather have the, the males. I'd, I'd rather pack a, or excuse me, I'd rather pop a pack of 10 regs, get the four females, have the six males, pick a, a dope male, pick a dope female maybe, and then, and then blast them off in the backyard or something. You know what I mean? And then create my own thousands of seeds for future reference just to bank the genetic. So that's me personally. But I get it why people want fens because they're guaranteed. But like I said, what they're not taking into account is the herm rate as well as the uh, uh, mutant rate. Yeah, um, I want to. I want to ask because you you mentioned it a little earlier, and I keep forgetting that some people may not have heard the the little uh, shorter segment we did on the Breeder of the Year awards. So, tell us a little bit about the blueberry frosting, which I'm sure other people have seen pop up in some of your work. Yeah, so the blueberry frosting was from a guy in Santa Cruz, um, Party Time Farms. Basically, uh, he created it, and it's Wedding Crasher Cross of Blueberry Cookies, I believe. And he replied to one of my stories. I was, like, asking about blueberry turps, and I'm like, that. he's like, dude, I got this fucking cross that I made that's got blueberry turps. Because, I'm like, like we were talking about earlier, it's all connected, right? I was like, I just want to switch out the turps to something else. So he basically said, he's like, hey, man, and I have pollen. I was like, no shit. So he sent me seeds, weed, and pollen. I was like, fuck yeah, bro. So like I got to smoke the weed. I got to see all, I got to pop some seeds, and I got pollen. So blueberry frosting came from him. Party Time Farm, shout out. The only unfortunate thing is that he's not going to probably hear this. He might hear it, but he, I think he moved. He, he, I think he went to like Columbia or some shit. He like closed down. Um so that's where I got the pollen from. And it was, it, and um, I haven't heard back from him for a long time, but that's where the pollen came from. And then uh, what was the other part of the question? What sort of stuff can people expect from it in the crosses they see it pop up in? Oh yeah. So, um, so far what I've gotten from what I've, what I've hunted and or popped uh, full candy gas. It was fucking amazing. So like this grape cream cake, Cross with uh, the grape cream cake 2.1 cross the blueberry frosting number 11 is a fucking banger. So I have that on my Instagram right now. It's so fucking sweet. It's like sweet candy blueberries with gas at the end. It's it's insane. Like it's like a gas in the sense that like it hits you in the top of your sinuses. If you know what I mean. It's like it's like a Vicks vapor rub. I don't. Do you guys, you guys have that right? Menthol yep, like yep, yep. hits you in the top of your sinuses. Like opens up your sinuses. Like holy fuck. But with like blueberries, looks great, smells great, tastes great, smokes fucking great. That's the one. So at least for now, for me, um, 
but that's that's like one of the crop that and that's one of the ones that I have right now. I also did this one uh, with that with that blueberry frosting crossed with tiger cake. We just talked about that randomly, um, and that shit is fucking ridiculous. So the uh, the one that I have it's also it's so random. It's also a number eleven. It fucking threw this giant like um, for you to be like rugby ball, right? Like a fucking giant. Wow huge cola it's like a giant rugby ball i was like what the fuck and it was like it's insane looking um same thing but this one has a little bit of funk to it because the tiger cake has this nasty burnt tire uh halitosis vibe to it that's just like super gassed heavy earth just nasty but it has candy on the front so that's another one so i've got both of those i've got like the whole i've got a shit ton of them but those are the two that are like my favorite so um what to expect is from any of those, if you get a good one, you're going to get that fucking candy ass gas with whatever else you mix it with. So all the ones that I mix it with pretty much have gas to them. So you're going to get either candy with some funk or just candy with some gas. You're just candy, candy. So uh, it's really, but like, or candy menthol. So that's, that's what I've gotten so far from all the ones. And like these uh, blockberry cross with the blueberry frosting, I'm assuming that I'll have some blueberry. I'll probably find some blueberry leaners with like, just a little bit of earthy, maybe a little bit of tangy. I don't know. Hopefully there's no tangy in some of those, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens with those. You'll, you'll get a, just keep following me on the Instagram. I'll, I'll start posting some pics probably in the next like two months. I just literally popped seeds like maybe two weeks ago. So those are going right now. Oh, uh, that's, that's really exciting. And I love that you mentioned the, the menthol. I feel like it's um really nice flavor that you don't hear about quite as much as you might expect, but I want to quickly draw us back. You said the word halitosis and you got me thinking, have you ever been into the chems? Like specifically the chem D often gets described as being very halitosis. Yeah. And that's why, that's why I love that one. So I had uh, two tiger cake phenos, the tiger cake. So I apologize because I eventually got them mixed up. It was like a, a two and a one or something like that. I don't know. It was like the first two. They're not that big. They're kind of medium structure. They kind of grow like a candelabra, like kind of wide and weird. And they don't grow that well in veg. But then once you hit that switch, you when they go to flower, they fucking blast off. And uh, there was this one. It was just so fucking rank. It was like the loudest. Um, and so and and like uh, I think it's a uh, voyage, voyage bloom. I think in uh, in Michigan has it right now. They've been doing a bunch of hype about it uh they have that one i think frank's finest in arizona also has that one i didn't sell it to too many people but they have it and it's fucking disgusting in the best way and it's like this it's like if you had a gram of it and you walk into a house like the whole house is gonna fucking read it's just so fucking good and so gross but it's so heavy and it's just like pure indica vibes bro it's just like heavy ass smoke put you on your ass it's just like you gotta take a nap you know what i'm saying it's like it's gnarly. Like I love it to death. It doesn't, it's not, I wouldn't call it a production strain. It's not going to get you three plus a light, but what it does give you, it's fucking insane. And it gives you these like super fox taily, ugly ass, like beautiful, ugly ass. It looks like a poisonous plant. You know what I mean? It's fucking beautiful. Like I've got some, um, some pics on, on my page, but yeah, it's amazing, man. But yeah, Tim a hundred percent, but with, um, with that menthol still there, it's like the high note to like relieve your sinuses. It's a trip, dude. But it's out there. It's still out there. I got rid of it. Um, 
because I had to keep moving on and keep uh, hunting new shit, but it's, it's still out there. So I can get it back at some point, but yeah, I still have some crosses with it. Uh, I did a blackberry cross to it. I did a blueberry frosting cross to it. And I think that was it, but I have those uh, seeds in my, in my house for sure in the bank. Ah, uh, lovely, lovely. You you got me realizing, I didn't actually ask you, are you, are you more of an indica or a sativa guy? Uh, indica, if I can help it. Indica leaner, right? Because they're all hybrids at this point. I'm more of an indica leaner guy. Um, if it's more heavy sativa, like it just, like I have to 100% drink to uh, even it out because like I'll get bugged out, right? Like I get paranoid. Like I just can't, it's not, it's not my cup of tea. So like I like more indica leaners, but like the blackberry and all that shit. It's it's to me it's like it's like a true hybrid. It's like a widget in the sense that like it it fits right in the middle perfectly. Um, but I would like more indica vibe out of it. So like that's what I'm trying. Like that's why I'm so excited about this uh, animal tsunami cross, dude. I think that's gonna be the fucking one, dude. Like I think that's gonna be like blast off. Like for all the indica heavy vibes, like boom. Like we'll see what happens, but like unfortunately again like what we were talking about earlier the uh it doesn't it doesn't yield a great ton of uh viable pollen so i only have however many seeds of the uh of the cross but i'm just gonna hunt them and yeah right now i've got some in the, in the hopper just to see proof of concept see if it you know a the germates are 100 which is great um structure looks great so far they're only a few weeks old but uh they look very vigorous and like i obviously have to see her mates so if they're good I'll, I'll probably pop more but yeah that's one that i'm super super excited about but um to answer your question more more indica vibe than anything or hybrid i don't like super heavy sativas that like make your heart race and shit so it's not for me bro i already did my acid and fucking shroom trips a thousand times you know what i'm saying like i don't need to i don't need to rehash that shit unless i want to you know so I gotta, I gotta give credit. You know, you've mentioned the animal tsunami three times now. You have to tell us a little bit about it. I'll, I'll be honest. I cheated. I quickly googled it, and I can see it's animal cookies by caramel tsunami. What's the plant like? Um, I've only grown it from the actual breeder, and it is a great structured plant. It's vigorous, uh, medium to to large yields. Um coated in fucking trichomes it has a sweet almost caramel um terp to it on the back end indica dominant i would say and um side note just to add to all this is that if anybody wants to try it because i don't really produce it um uh the jungle boys have it in their repertoire and they'll post about it from time to time so i know that they grow it and uh the guy that uh met with the the, uh, the original breeder he's also down here in southern california so he tries to, um, he's, he's better than me in, at phenol hunting. I'll tell you that. So he, he'll do like a thousand seeds or, you know, he, he's looking for those unique, super unique, um, outliers. So he spends his time. So he, he finds, he finds the gems out of all of his crosses. For me, I'm just trying to find the, I want to make everything pretty good. Right. Like I don't want to have to hunt a thousand seeds to find it. And I don't, I don't know what he's doing, but like, I just know that he picks that he picks the, the creme de la creme. So, um, and it's his cut. So it's a fucking banger. Yeah. Beautiful. That's exciting. Something we, we ask all guests when they come on the show, what style of growing do you use? So basically I use cocoa. Um, yeah, for, for my personal stuff, I'm a small timer, right? So I don't have like everything set up. 
as I should probably, if I was a, if I was a production guy, I'd have like rock wool and everything would be on timers, et cetera, et cetera. So for me personally, what I do is I don't have the time to spend on all of it. Cause like I said, I think I told you this in the, in maybe one of the first ones or first uh, podcast, I'm not sure if I told you this, but um, I'm doing this just as like a kind of side hobby that I just enjoy. So I don't, didn't really have any plans to be like a breeder per se. So for me, I'm still like a home grower. So um, I just do the the cocoa in pots and they change obviously throughout the, throughout the, the course of the, uh, of the grow. I'll probably end it like two to three gallon pots <laughs> and I fucking hand water, dude. And so like, I'm, I'm antiquated, bro. Like I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a rookie, right? I know how to do all the other shit, obviously um, throughout the course of my, my growing tenure. But like for me, I only have so much time to spend on it. So uh, cocoa, hand water, salts, um, but I will do um, organic uh, little attributes. You know what I mean? Like I'll, I'll do I'll do some I'll do some uh, I'll do some feeds with some some organic stuff here and there. But mostly it's, it's mostly just salts. Yeah, nice, cool. I can certainly relate. I love that you're uh, still hand watering. As someone who does that, I uh, I love <laughs> the time you get to spend with the plants. I will say this, it's literally, a, it, it is, it, it's, it, it's a break from, you know, the kids and family. I'm like, I gotta go. Like, so <laughs> it literally is time to just get away. It's like my man cave, right? It's like my little hobby. So I'm like, that's part of it. If I had everything on autom- automation, my wife would be like, why? I'm like, uh, I gotta check through, but that's part of it. So you're, <laughs> so you, t- you touched on something. But the other thing is, is that, uh, um, if I was a production guy, you know, more than anything, I, I would definitely have like automated everything. Um, but like I said, man, I'm small, dude. I'm not, I'm never trying to blast my head up. I'm trying to stay as humble as I can. I'm nobody big. I'm just dude, just trying to make seeds that people can make good shit out of. So like, I don't have a bunch of fancy equipment or, 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 you know, locations, but I do partner with some people. So can't lie. I can't say like, I don't have like, those uh, facilities available available to me but for me personally yeah just dude i'm just a hand water chilling at the crib you know what i mean like i don't have anything fancy man and in terms of uh just just so you, just so you know so people ask me all the time what newts do you use i'm like newts are like the last thing that i care about the things that i care about the most are environment and genetics so if you have the environment and the genetics dialed in the newts are just an additive to that right so i'm like eh, i don't want to put too much on newts because newts aren't going to change your grow if you fucking have a shitty environment and or shitty genetics, right? Does that make sense? A lot of people put too much on newts. They're like, oh, what newts are you using? I'm like, who gives a fuck? Like, you, you know, you can use whatever newts, but if you have shitty ass genetics and or shitty environment and shitty environment controls, you're never going to be, you're never going to let that plant shine. You know what I'm saying? So... Um, I'm not trying to diss anybody or plug anybody. I'm just saying that the most important factors are, are environment and genetics. And then after that, I think all newts have their their pros and their cons. I've used Athena. Great. That shit works fucking perfect, right? I love it. Some people talk about cardboard terps. I've never had that, right? The shit tastes good, smells good. Athena's great. Uh, uh, crop salt, banging. Same shit. They all have their, their goods and their bads. Uh, front row ag at least in the States. I don't know if you guys have that out there. All good, dude. They all have the same shit. You just have to kind of work each one. I did um, uh, Fox Farms when I first started. You know what I mean? Like they're all different. So everything you just have to work with. So I would say the nutrient portion is just like an additive 
but like if you don't know what you're doing overall, it's not going to help no matter what nutrient no, what nutrient line you use. Sorry, I went off on a tangent there. No, it's you're you're totally correct. You know, like there's no point having the best nutes in the game if your environment's trash. So, I like that answer for sure. I I wanted to quickly ask you. Are there any older lines that you would be interested in playing with, you know, like something maybe you're trying to get your hands on or daydreamed about? Yeah. I actually did just get some some of them. It's uh it's this old GG4 cross, so Gorilla Glue 4 cross. It's uh what is it? Um Let me look it up real quick. I have it on my I just got this like seed pack from somebody. It was chirpy seeds. So it's called unbroken chain, right? It's GD4 cross with three gorillas by Mycotech. So shout out to both of those people and then shout out to chirpy seeds for hooking me up. So that's like an older line. Cause like, I don't know what happened with GD4 or, or gorilla glue, whatever happened. I don't know if you guys ever got out there, but it's so fucking gassy. It's dang bro. It's like, it's super did you guys have that out there? It never made its way out here, but I have been lucky enough to have tried it a few times while in the States. Yeah. It fucking, it did its thing, right? So, like, that's one that I've, I like, I'm trying to go back on. Um, but that's, like, one of the only ones that I'm like, dude, that's, like, the one. So, that's, like, just for me, just off the top of my head. But there's, like, a bunch of shit, dude. Like, I had uh, some buddies grow up Blue Dream recently. Um I forgot. I'm like, fuck, dude, this thing is a giant fucking beast of a plant. It's like, it's amazing, but it's like super leafy. You know what I mean? It's like, eh, I wouldn't want that. But um, there's some old hazes that are fucking big old bangers, you know, NLs, et cetera, dude. I don't know. But like the one that sticks out to me is that, is that unbroken chain. That's the one for me right now, at least. And then like we were talking about earlier, the, uh, the, uh, the G or excuse me, the, uh, the Skywalker OG. I've got a couple of those online that I'm like still trying to find out who like has them. Like I've got a couple OGs and I still want to fuck with. Um, but yeah, for the old school, it's obviously everybody is always talking about OG, but probably get that OG and that GD4 cross. And like, I think those would be the ones for me for sure. Beautiful stuff. I've got to admit, I feel like GG4 is having a bit of a resurgence. I've heard a few people sort of make comments along the lines of yours being like, you know, it's, it's killer. Really? Yeah, I'm surprised, dude, because, like, it fell off. And I'm like, dude, this shit is fucking fire, dude. Like, you know what I mean? But people are bringing back old school shit. Like I said, people just brought back Blue Dream, of all things. I'm like, holy shit, right? But, like, people, I think, are just bringing back cookies crosses, old school cookies shit, forum cuts, et cetera, et cetera. Um, obviously, the, uh, the uh, OGs, big time. So, yeah, there's a bunch of shit. Um, the problem with the older ones is that, they're not production strains and that's kind of how we got led to where we got led to like the big guys are doing like they need a certain amount of volume otherwise it doesn't pay their bills you know what i mean like they have to do fucking thousands of plants and rooms etc to pay their bills so they're not willing to really risk pulling an old school you know heady ass stash cut you know what i mean like it just doesn't make sense for them so um my goal, if I ever, if I ever cross these is going to be to be like, just like, like what I said is like, I want to, I want to get those chirps and that flavor into a different body. So that, that'll be my, that'll be my goal. And it's, it's on, it's on the to-do list. Dude, I tried it with the fucking TK and apparently that works like the, uh, it's called super Kush. I took the super booth name, even though I didn't use a super booth cut that one 
does exactly that. It has it, it's a, it, it'll be either a Kush leaner or a fucking uh, Blackberry leaner. Uh, but yeah, that shit yields and it's heavy and it's big. So yeah. And where in general do you think the commercial producing scene is heading? You know, do you think that the big commercial producers are gonna? slowly narrow their window their menu sorry of strains they offer and eventually it's just going to be like a small number of things that are really big yielding super well smoking or what do you think is going to happen in the long term do you think we'll retain diversity exactly what you said in the first part the big producers are i would say most of them are going to have to pay their bills and with the prices of everything going down they're going to only keep like the big yielding I don't know if they're cardboard turfs, but like the low, I don't know, man. I, I think that it's going to be like just a big yields bag appeal stuff. It's not going to matter as much for quality in the sense of like, um, turps and flavor. I think they're going to care more about like bag appeal, THC percentage and yield. Right. So like, those are the boxes that I think they're going to check. Um, I think though, like let's, 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 so like I said, I'm a big beer guy. Let's bring it back to that. There's the Anheuser-Busch, there's the Coors, there's the Michelob or whatever, right? The Paps. So there's these old um, generational giant conglomerates of beer. And then now they have these small microbreweries that are popping up. So I think what's going to end up happening is there's going to be the big time guys that do all these fucking traditional strains that, you know, that's going to be their cardboard (laughs) fucking, you know, uh, loggers, right? No, No disrespect to loggers. But then there are going to be these little guys that are going to be like local, uh, local guys that are like really into whatever flavors. Um, and then they're going to produce that. That's not like a high yielder, but it's fucking, you know, tastes great, looks great, doesn't yield that great. But like they don't have such a high overhead so they can focus on flavor. Right. So I think that's what's going to happen. It's going to open the way to a smaller craft grower. It's what, I'm, it's what I'm hoping and that's what I'm banking on actually. Well, you just read my mind because I was going to say, you know, with that sort of forecast there, how do you think that relates to sort of the home grower on average? Do you think there is a future for them? Um, at this price point right now, it doesn't really make much sense. It's more of just like to do a hobby. Uh, as you or may not know, if you grow, it's a shit ton of work. You never get any days off. Um, it's hard and it's just never ending. Right. So like some days are easy. Some days are hard. Some days are long. Some days are short. But like the point is, is that it doesn't end. It's not like if you're sick, you still have to attend to the garden. The plants will die. Like if you don't feed them right, or if you don't water them. So, um, yes, there will still always be that, uh, hobby grower. Uh, there will be <clears throat> new people that are coming into the scene to kind of, you know, replace the other ones. It just depends on what your, what your goal is. So, if you're if you're gonna be you know just growing for yourself because it's fun for you like yeah there's always gonna be that but like uh, to answer your question as well like I just I just went to the grocery the other day and it was fucking closed it's like what the fuck man it's it's gone like this is crazy so like and like the only reason why I used to go to that one is because my other one closed I'm like dude so those are closing left and right so I think it's gonna get smaller and smaller harder and harder um, and like the best will survive right so it'll be a weeding out process. And then, like I said, at some point, people are going to be like, dude, these fucking rock hard little fucking, you know, asteroid looking nuggets that don't even look like weed that are dry as fuck that turn into powder 
ain't my jam. Like I can do better than this. And they're going to be like, fuck this. And they're going to start from scratch and learn the whole shit or already have some type of, some type of uh, uh, industry, industry knowledge. And they're gonna be like, fuck this. I'm going to do my own shit. And then they're going to create their own little craft thing. You know what I mean? So like, I think craft will always be there because nobody wants the Budweiser of weed. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's cool. But like the, the, the mass, in my opinion, the people that are fucking weed heads, they're already hardcore in the game. They're deep in the game, right? They're not fucking newbies, you know, moms. The moms are going to be eating edibles. They're going to be eating gummies. Like, they don't give a fuck. They don't say daytime. Like, okay, that's what I want. Oh, nighttime. That's what I want. Like, they don't give a shit. The fucking real weed heads are going to be into fucking flavor, potency, et cetera, whatever they think that they want, right? And then they're going to be like this, that, and the third. So I think there's always going to be a market for the, um, I would say, craft aspect of it. But in terms of the home grower, I mean, I don't know, man. It's expensive as hell. If they come down, if, if the home grower looks at their electric bill, looks at the amount of, uh, you know, the cost for the seeds, all the equipment, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, the return on investment, <laughs> that's going to take them years as opposed to like the prices that they can get at, at a dispensary or, or from their local dude. So I don't know, man. I think the the, uh, the local home grower guy will have to be the hardcore heady person the guy or girl like they got to really want it to really make it make sense yeah certainly it certainly feels that way doesn't it let me let me take us back to the question we used to start the show with tell me about your first ever experience with cannabis oh man this is funny so i was in high school and uh i was like maybe 14 or 15 i was a freshman and and uh I grew up in the Bay Area, so it's like San Francisco Bay Area. And so uh, drugs are really prevalent up there. Um, you have Hate Street and all that shit. It's like, it's just, it's just drugs are not like um, out of the ordinary, if you will. So they're everywhere. Like you can just go to Hate Street and get whatever the fuck you want um, from some homeless guy. But uh, yeah, so I was like a little kid, really, because I'm like 14, 15, something like that. And I was like anti drugs. I was like, no, nah, I'm not doing drugs. And then, uh, it was like one homie after the other fell off. They're all fucking doing drugs. And I was like, fuck, I was the last guy. And I was like, dude, I lost all my friends basically. So I was like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, in order to, to hang out with them, I still gotta, I gotta be able to smoke or whatever. So I was with this dude, <clears throat> uh, Dimitri and this other dude, uh, Jerry or some shit. So, uh, we're, we're by these tennis courts. It was in high school at like lunch break or something. Some dude had, you know, quote unquote, Maui, Wowie. So he packs a bowl, fucking there, smoke a bowl with them. It's coming out of my nose. Homeboy is like, hey, dude, it's coming out of your nose. So he's plugging my nose while I'm sucking on it. And uh, nothing happened. I was like, all right, that was cool, whatever. So I didn't get high at all. Um, and that was my first experience with it. And after that, but then I was like open to it. It was like kind of fun, just hanging out. These guys were laughing their asses off. And like, I was like hanging out, just unstoned. Didn't get me fucked up because it probably just came out of my nose, right? So, um, and the second time I got stoned, I got fucking ripped. And I was like giggling uncontrollably, couldn't stop laughing. Like the whole world was on, on its head. I was like, holy fuck. I was like fucked up. I remember like I slept for forever that night. It was insane. And then after that, I was hooked. So the first time it was like on some fake, I don't know if it was, if it was real or not. Maui, Wowie, this is, so mind you, I guess I'm going to age myself here. Um, 92, 93. So it was a long time ago. And like, this is before anybody even had strain names. 
But uh, yeah, Dimitri, dude, fucking a. Yeah, so that was so that was the first time, dude. Dimitri, I think he's at Jerry or some shit. Yeah, yeah, that was the first time I smoked, man. And then after that, it was like <clears throat> it went from um, you know, like once in a while to you know once a week, twice a week, three times a week. Then it became a uh, fucking it it escalated quickly, bro. It was not good. Like literally, like seven days a week. And then every day I'd wake up and I'm like, oh, I'm smoking today. Four o'clock rolls around, smoking mong rips. So it got pretty fucking bad pretty quick, dude. But uh, yeah, man, the first time was like that that Maui Wowie in uh, by the uh, by the uh, tennis courts, man. Yeah, that was the first time. Beautiful, I love that. So, how did that progress to your first grow? So as a kid, um, all I like you had to pay for it. You had to you had to find a hookup. It was like. At that age, it's not easy unless you have like an uncle or a cousin or somebody that's like linked, right? So it was like, how the fuck do I find weed? People were selling fake shit. Like they're just, you know, uh, we would uh, live in next to San Francisco. We would drive up to San Francisco. Like it wasn't, it never happened to me, luckily, but like people get fake sacks filled with like fucking uh, shredded paper. Like you're getting jacked left and right, right? So you like, you had to have somebody who who was like somewhat in the know. So um and and back in these days, dude, it was like, fuck, if you were lucky, you would get $50 an eighth. It was $60 an eighth. And it was like, no breaks. It was insane. And it was eyeballed. Like, you didn't, like we didn't have scales. So like, okay. Like, then we'd fucking, I would try, like, I was always a business-minded guy. So, I'd, like, I'd crack it up in the sacks and, like, try and get, like, most of my money back to smoke for free. And that's kind of how I started my selling, quote-unquote, career, right? And that's how I kind of started the game. But, uh to grow like i was like fuck dude and like it was seasonal it was only outdoor at least where i was at and i i was a few hours away from humble so like we would get these seeds and i'll plant them and oh, man the, the unfortunate thing is is like when you're at that stage of life as a kid like you're too stupid man you you talk about it you let somebody know about it and the next thing you know they're fucking stolen and like i had literally i've never <laughs> i literally never got to harvest any grow. I would grow like every fucking year and every year it gets stolen. And, 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 and vice versa. Like I was stupid. I was like a little prick. So I would steal people's plants too. When I found out it was like, it was like, that's just what happened. And, uh, but I, even then, even if I saw them, I never got to harvest them karma. Right. So, um, I would do it every fucking year. And it'd be like, my parents found out or, Oh, here's a, here's a good one. Like I even tried to do it indoors one year and I had a thousand watt HPS. <laughs> Listen to this dude. I had a thousand watt HPS in my fucking closet in my bedroom. <laughs> and like every, t- every time the f- <laughs> it's fucking like a thousand degrees in there, dude. So <laughs> I have to be constantly spraying it with water <laughs> and fans and shit. There was no, uh, you know, uh, uh, temperature controls. And, uh, it was like maybe two feet from the plant. I was like, Holy fuck. Dude. It was constantly almost melting and dying. And like every time somebody would turn the microwave on, the whole house would go off. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I'm like, I don't know. And I would always have to go out to fucking flip the breakers and shit. It was hilarious. And somehow that even fucking got swiped from me. I don't even know what happened with that. I think I put it outside at some point. My parents threw it away. But um, that's what was the initial, right? And I used to stack all these. So back in the days, what we got for information, I'm going back a little bit before. Um, we didn't have, uh, there was no internet. Like literally the internet didn't exist. So like we had high times magazines like every week or every month, whatever it was. So I had stacks of high times magazines on my desk. I would literally collect them every week or, or I think it was every month. 
Uh, and I would just read those from cover to cover. And I was just trying to learn about everything. And as a kid, it's funny that we're, we're talking about this because as a kid, 15, 16, 17 years old, I was like, I just want to grow weed. That was my fucking life goal, dude, which is funny. Um, that's all I wanted to do. And so, uh, so I would, I would collect these high times magazines. That's where you gain all your knowledge from. And I remember the high times cups from the beginning. They had like AK 47 bubble gum. Da, 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 da. I was like, Oh, I'm just being mouthwatering. Like I can't wait to get to that point. Um, but yeah, man, uh, I would start there. And then there was like, like I said, it would always get stolen. There was never any like real, it wasn't like a trap thing. I was, I was a young kid, so I didn't, couldn't really trap anywhere. And, uh, at, at some point I gave up the whole thing because it was, uh, it was, uh, it was pretty heavy, man. Like I got robbed at gunpoint for an ounce of weed and like didn't even get the ounce. It, was a, it just fucked me up in my head. I was like, this is not worth it, dude. It was like 300 bucks. Somebody's trying to take my life. So I basically fucking, I was like, fuck this. I'm done with this shit. Um, and changed my whole trajectory in life. Right. And then I came back to it when, uh, like 2018, 2019, I was like older established. And I was like, you know what, dude, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to see it. And like, literally like we were talking about earlier, it's all comes back full circle. Right. I basically took a couple seed packs that I thought were way too expensive and threw them in, the, in my backyard, some of which my dog ate, right? And then it started from there. And then from there, I was like, eh, they got eaten by bugs, hated it. Outdoors was shit for me. I was like, this fucking sucks. Got every problem in the world. And then I was like, I'm going to do a light. And then I did a fucking dehumidifier. Then I did a AC unit. You know what I mean? I started building, building, building. And then, then, then that led us to today. So yeah, in a short, condensed, obviously, fashion wow love it that's cool it's all full circle isn't it i mean sort of not not quite as similar but like interestingly i wanted to ask you about how like there'd been some reports that came out i think it might have been yesterday maybe today um about how like mastercard was like not going to accept payments from cannabis stuff what's your thoughts in regards to that and like how america is trajecting on the way to like federal legalization you know do you think this represents like stagnation in a sense i think it's just a bunch of bullshit because like it doesn't make any sense um most dispensaries have atms in them <laughs> it's a fucking joke dude it, it, it to me it's just like a uh it's a false flag it's like it, it's a bunch of bullshit so you just you de- you declined it from from vendor to to the uh, to the uh, uh, patient or 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 uh, customer, right? But guess what? That customer can now go to the fucking ATM that's already in their dispensary and get charged three or four bucks. I'm like, what's the difference? Like, they're I don't know, dude. I think it's, I think it's a bunch of bullshit. But stagnation in terms of the federal, like, unfortunately, um, it has become a political issue and. Uh, depending on what side of the aisle you're on, it's not, I don't dislike or like you anymore or any less, but like, it seems like the Republicans are always voting against it for federal legal legalization. And, and I'm like, it's just like, it's just like old and stagnant. Like, like what you said, yes, it is stagnating it. And, uh, it's like old bullshit. They're like, Oh, makes you whatever. And this and that I'm like, dude, it's all bullshit. It's all debunked bullshit. So, um, I don't know, man. Federal legalization does need to happen, though, because, like, all these people are rolling around with fucking all these people being, like, legalized suspensories. They're, they're rolling around with hundreds of thousands of dollars in cash. They can't even they can't even deposit it. Like, they have to go and pay taxes with cash. That's fucking insane, dude. There should be, like, regardless of whether or not it's legal federally, there should still be some safeguards in place to where people aren't risking their lives getting robbed 
You know what I'm saying? Just to just to deposit your taxes that you're charging them doesn't make any sense. It's it's a bunch of bullshit. So um, where it's going, who the fuck knows, right? I, I'm assuming it's going to depend on who is uh, controlling the House and the Senate, and as well as the presidency. And who knows what the fuck they're going to do, and if they're actually going to do it, right? Because everybody on that level seems to lie like crazy, no matter what side of the aisle they're on, right? They just say what you want. To, they just say what you want to hear until they get in the office and they do or don't do it. But um, yeah, I don't know, man. I think, I think we're at a stalemate. I, I hope that it gets legalized and like there's more and more States coming online. So at some point, like what's the holdup, right? I don't know how many States are online. You probably have more re- research done than I have, but like I'm, I'm assuming there's probably like 20 ish States that are already online in a medical or uh, recreational uh, capacity. I'm like, what, what the fuck is a holdup dude? Like, Let's go. You know what I mean? So I don't know. That's it. That's it. Uh, One of the final questions we've got on breeding before we get to our quick fire ones was, do you consider the concentrate potential of strains when you make them or is it more of like a secondary thing? And if something happens to be good for that, you're like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. Secondary for me, um, I don't breed for hash. So some people do. Right. And so I honestly... I don't even smoke dabs or do hash. Like I don't, I don't really smoke hash. Like I'll fucking, I'll smoke it if somebody's got it in like a, in a joint or something, but like, I don't do dabs. Like I'm just, I'm older now, man. Like I've, I've already gotten the size I need to get. <laughs> and so like, I just like to, like what we were talking about earlier, like I would like to smoke more uh, and not get as high and like in control my high easier than getting just fucking blasted off. But back in the days when I was younger, I used to get as high as I fucking could to the point where joints wouldn't even get me a head buzz. So I've kind of like come full circle in the sense that like I kind of see what works best for my body. Plus, like I was having health effects, health problems, like smoking that much. It wasn't good. So, um, yeah. So personally, I don't uh, create strains for hash, um, but that's just me. Um, so, yeah, I don't I do not do that personally. If, if it comes out great, then that's great. But, yeah. But the good news is um, I've heard that the Super Booth Cut as well as the uh, just Blockberry in general – wash pretty well i think they're like four ish five ish percent from what i've heard so i guess that's great returns so that was just luck though i i, I didn't mean to have that happen uh yeah happy accident cool i get it i get it yep i uh i also i think you kind of touched on it a bit earlier but i wanted to ask you just specifically do you have any tips or tricks for picking males do you like to sort of pair it up with like what a a female you like looks like or is it a bit more of like a feeling and you're like this one just looks the best overall so yeah it's it's going to be vigor it's going to be structure and then when it flowers like i want to see what it does right so like um similar to females like it could have tight noted stacks giant colas it could have fucking spread out sparse little satellite buds if you will of of male flowers so um the only thing that i can't really gauge on a male as much like you could smell the fucking plant right like it'll it'll have some turbs to it but it's not the same as like a female like you can't smell a dried flower off a male so that's the only kind of x factor but like you could still smell the plant if you move it around specifically like oh shit this thing is fucking loud so um uh, but what I look for as in, in terms of choosing male is vigor, structure, and that's pretty much the gist of it, dude. Because, like, structure in the sense of branching, um, spacing, as well as the structure of the male flower. 
So the flower structure. So those things are all kind of considered in my personal aspect of structure. And then the vigor. So I want it to be personally, like I like quick um, plants. I don't like slow vegging. Like I don't want these tiny little fuckers. Like, and I know that those things work well in a double stack system, triple stack, even some cases people have that, but like, I like my shit to blast off. You know what I mean? Like I want to have a short ass veg time and I want it to fucking blast off in the atmosphere. So I look for that. I look for quick, quick veg, big, big frame, like, like strong. I don't like, um, Oh, it again, structure. I don't like, um, thin, uh, branches at all. Like I hate when there's like, um, colas that need to be, or, or buds that need to be like held up with a lot of, a lot of help. Like I, I love for a plant to hold up its own self, if that makes any sense. Like I want it to be a strong, female or a strong male to where it holds itself up like i don't want these little thin ass branches like oh i clipped that branch and snapped in half like i don't want that so again it goes down to structure so that's what i look for in males nice i dig it i dig it i uh, i also want to quickly ask you before we do our final five i see you did some crosses with a plant called lemon rose is that right tell us a bit about that oh yeah yeah it's from dying breed seeds those are the guys that uh created uh skittles from my understanding um and that dude check this out so this was actually from my buddy blood and fire dude so he was like dude you got to check this out he was like he's like i found this i found this winter uh it has like all og leaves there's only three leaves this and that and then so i looked up the turps i looked up everything about it and i was like fuck dude that shit is sick so um yeah i used that um but yeah a buddy of mine gave me that pollen as well that he actually hunted so i didn't actually hunt the male and that was more of a, uh, I, I didn't know if I was going to give that out to people, but like, I talked to a couple of people that had popped those seeds and they're like, dude, it's a fucking banger. So like, that's why, I, that's why I sent it out to the, to the lexicon. But yeah, that's where that came from. But it was from dying breeds, dying breed seeds. Yeah. Nice. Sounds like it would have been super terpy. Cool. Cool. So on to our final five questions. So first one what is the single most memorable experience you have with cannabis so just whatever is left the most lasting impact doesn't have to be like the most high you ever got or anything but the most memorable oh shit dude uh i guess it'd probably be right now man like this is the most memorable now i'm on a fucking podcast in australia like this is the most memorable for weed like in all honesty besides the fact when i was a little kid laughing my ass off choking on sandwiches you know what I mean? <laughs> like out of my tree just learning about weed um yeah man i think right now is the most memorable so uh i've never thought like i said when i started this whole thing wasn't to start anything it was just to just to make seed for myself to have uh, genetic backup so that i can continue on because like i said i was a seed junkie to an extent in the sense that like i was hunting all these seeds and always get all these new seed packs and i was like fuck it's gonna take me like 10 years or 20 years to get through all these so I was like, all right, pop a couple from this pack, pop a couple from that pack, get through it. And then I would be like, all right, but I didn't want to get rid of them for forever. So I like, I'll try and make seed as a backup for a genetics, right? So I'm like, all right, I can, I can get these later. So I never thought that this was going to be anything. So um, right now, man, the fact that I'm on the, um, I'm on the horn with you, dude, in Australia is amazing. Like this is probably the most memorable by far. Not just you, but just in general, right? Like that I am even looked at you know, and or cared about. So it's, it's huge to me. Very humbling, bro. I really appreciate it, dude. You're too kind. Yeah. Glad to have you here. 
So, next question. What's a strain where like everyone, maybe your friends, but just in general, strain was getting really hyped. You finally got to try it and you were like a bit disappointed. Oh, there's a lot. There's a lot of those. Um, for growing or for smoking or what, like, do you want to, or you just want to leave it? Oreos, dude. Sorry. Like that shit is fucking fire. Right. But it doesn't taste great. It's beautiful. Get you high though. You know what I'm saying? But it doesn't, it just, it just looks so fucking good. doesn't really have any turps. Um, that was probably one of the biggest ones that like as big as it got, like I fucking love, I love it the way it looks. Like I said, it's, there's all kinds of good things about it, but like, that's the only thing, bro. It just doesn't, it just doesn't, it just kind of let down in like in the terms of the taste and everything. Sorry, bro. Like I don't, I know it's max. Uh, sorry, bro. <laughs> fucking disc, dude. I'm not trying to, but that was like one of the ones that sticks out. So the next question we do is, I'm going to drop you off on a desert island. You get to take three strains okay. with you. You get to have them for the rest of your life. What three shit. strains? Oh, shit. Fuck you. Dude, this is, these are hard questions, man. Uh, my, here's the problem with me. I don't have favorites. Like People ask me, what's your favorite? I'm like, I don't have a favorite. It constantly changes. <clears throat> so this is a very hard one. Um Let's just go with uh, uh, I love that Skywalker OG man. Like I always go back to that. Like whoever bred that, more power to you, dude. Fucking amazing. That shit is fucking fire. On a uh, on a personal tip, I'll I'll say like for my own shit, dude, it'll be Blockberry because that's just it's just a widget in the sense that like you could fucking fit that into any situation. You're not going to be too indica out, sativa out. You can still be social. It's great. And then uh, on a super fucking sativa shit bro maybe i'll do uh maybe do a larry bird bro fucking i think it's what's gelato maybe i'll do that so yeah fucking og blockberry and, and gelato not a bad mix not a bad mix at all next one i got for you is have you ever smoked blockhead by breeder steve <laughs> uh no is that the old school blockhead like the blockhead og no and it's uh, maybe i have but like i don't fucking know right so, um, not that I know of. We need to make it happen. I know, like it's gone. Like I don't know. Like people ask me all the time, like is this the rich? I'm like, no, nah, it's a different guy. Like, sorry, but like, <laughs> yeah, I don't have it. I, I don't have all this shit that he had. And they're like, oh, do you have? I'm like, no, nah, I don't have it. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no. Do you, have you ever had that? I actually haven't had it Walk either. It. It's it, you're right. It's very hard to come by. There are like some people who have done some back crosses and stuff. So maybe, maybe I can uh, try to reach out. You know, you know who'll have it if anybody here in San Diego, bro. Uh, shout out to Sean Cron, dude. This fucking guy has like everything, dude. Like he has literally all the dope shit from forever. I'll hit that guy up. But the hard part is he doesn't give a shit up. So I'll never get it anyways, but I could probably buy some flower off him if he has it. I'll let you know. I'll let you know how that works out. But yeah, I would love to get some old school blockhead, bro, for sure. But no, I haven't smoked it that I'm aware of. That's cool. That's cool. I've seen uh, his Instagram. It's, it looks gnarly. Um, all right. So on to the last question. I've got a time machine. You can go back in time anywhere, any place, presumably to collect either some seeds or a clone of something. Where are you going to go? What are you going to get? Mm. Shit. These are mind-boggling here. Um, honestly, don't know which one I would get, but I know what time frame I would go back to. I would go back to the uh, early 90s, 
and exactly what we were talking about those high times back in the days, they were only held at, um, from my recollection, they were only held in uh, Amsterdam and like they had the AK 47, the bubble gum, all these fucking gnarly ass strains. And like, well, I'll probably go back and get the original cut of bubble gum or something, dude. Like that's, I don't know. I think that, but at, at the same time, I never really smoked the original bubble gum. Then that, then that, the Indiana bubble gum. So I don't know. Um, but I'll go back to that time frame and I'll go back to Amsterdam and I'll be able to smoke all those fucking strains and figure out exactly what was what. And then I'll cross some of those to some newer strains that maybe yield more or, you know, maybe do better indoors or whatever. So I'll probably go back to the time frame being 93 to 95 mm. and then Amsterdam. Yeah. But I'm old, dude. Who knows, bro? Like I'm, I'm, I'm old. Apparently, <laughs> no, that's cool. I like that. I, People I, like I was just fucking born then, dude. Fuck, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> well, there's some bomb ass hazes back then too. You know, NL five, all this stuff. There's a ton of shit you can get back in the days that were like building blocks to today's weed. You know what I'm saying? Like pre cookies, pre etc. Like I think that would be the dopest time to go back to. I think that was when I just started blasting off, especially for indoor. So yeah, that's the time frame. Hugely, hugely. So I think that just about brings us to the end of it for this one. Were there any general comments or shout outs you wanted to make? I think I, uh, no, dude. Thank you though so much. Shout out to you, dude, for having me on again. Uh, I appreciate talking to you. I mean, shout out to all my partners that I've, that I've uh, just done these collabs with. Um, I, I did some stuff with uh, Your Highness. Uh, that's coming up on deck. They're, they're, they're uh, local here in LA. I'm doing stuff with uh, Dan from Belief doing stuff with my own boy from freaking uh, tsunami that we have already talked about multiple times. Um, shout out to my boy blood and fire for hooking me up with that rose pollen. Um, that's pretty much it, man, at least for the people that we talked about, but also shout out to, um, and I don't want to get political on this one, but shout out to, uh, to uh, compound. I don't know what happened, you know, with everybody over there, but whoever created the, uh, tiger cake did more power to you. You know what I'm saying? Um, and uh, obviously Oni, uh, as well as Harry Palms and the uh, in-house crew for sure, because uh, they've also contributed to my success inadvertently through through their creation. So shout out to all those people. But uh, again, thank you uh, to you for sure for having me back on, man. I really appreciate it. It's really humbling, and I, and I greatly appreciate it. It's, it's a huge deal for me. Oh, that's so kind. We're grateful to have had you on. So big thank you to Blockhead Buds for coming on the show today. Thanks, brother. So there you have it, friends. What did you think? Massive shout out to Blockhead for taking the time to come on the show again. And a massive shout out to you guys for getting to the end. We appreciate you so much. Just like we appreciate our incredible sponsors. If you want to help support the show, support our sponsors. Seeds here now, number one seed bank in the industry. You know them, you love them. All the best breeders, the hottest drops, guarantee on satisfaction, not just germination. Why delay, guys? I promise you will be stoked if you get some seeds from them. They only stock the best in the game. Likewise, a massive shout out to our friends at Pulse Sensors, all the best and latest sensors in the game, including their new Pulse Hub, which integrates all of their units together to ensure that your operation is on point, producing bigger yields, better terps, higher potency. Whether you're running a single tent, a single room, or a multi-state operation, Pulse are here to help you guys. Get serious, get a Pulse. 
further shout out to Copert, the number one leaders in sustainable biocontrol solutions for pests and disease. If you're battling spider mites, please check out the Spidex Vital sachets. I can't tell you how annoying it is to have to spread carrier material in your garden just to get the predators out. These new sachets circumvent that. Just hang the sachets in your crop, let the persimillus walk out, do the work for you. Trust me, guys, you won't look back. If you give it one go, you will see the quality. You will be converted. A massive shout out to Copet. We appreciate your support so much. These guys are industry leaders. Check them out. Huge shout out to our friends at Organics Alive, number one for powdered organic fertilizers. If you're thinking about giving organics a go, get on board. Their products make it so easy. Whether you're in veg, transition, or bloom, they've got products that make it easy to dip your toes in the water. Likewise, if you're a seasoned veteran of organics, I promise their products will help take your next crop to a whole new level. Massive shout out to Organics Alive. They have some of the best products on the market. Really fast release because they're small particle size. You will not go wrong with Organics Alive. Hit them up. Massive shout out and thank you. Finally, a big shout out to our friends at Dynavap. Just a week or two ago, they came out with some new models. The Titanium M series in two different colors. You can get yourself the Nebulum or the Quantium. I've been rocking the Nebulum. I love it, guys. Please give it a go. If you've ever tried a vape and felt like it didn't hit the way you were looking for it, these ones will. Truly a game changer based out of the US, owned in the US. Dynavap, truly one of the best vape companies on the market. I really, really love their products and we are super appreciative of their support. Massive shout out to Dynavap. Last but not least, massive shout out to the Patreon gang. Thank you so much for your support. If you want to help ensure the show continues to happen, please consider checking out patreon.com forward slash the podcast. You will get early access to upcoming episodes, unheard exclusive interviews, and you go in the running to win a whole range of swag each month. We give away genetics, cannabis artwork, a whole range of awesome products, all while ensuring the show continues to happen. Again, a massive shout out to the Patreon gang. We love you so, so, so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And that's about it for this one, my friends. I will catch you for the next one. Thanks so much for hanging out. Heavy days. Signing off from the Upside Down Library. We'll see you. <laughs>